Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And we are throwing down a little bit early this week because Shannon's got, like, adulting to do on Friday or some kind of junk like that. But we got a lot of stuff to get to, man. We got some World Series fun with the Braves throwing down. Chop on, buddies. Bagging that chip, man. Good times. And, of course, some NFL stuff. And, and not just games, man. There's all kinds of rando NFL news injuries and shenanigans going on so first and foremost left-handed like carson wentz would do (laughs) (laughs) shannon (laughs) shannon your man carson wentz what is up bro you get one one play of glory and one play of fail man i don't know which carson wentz you're getting on any given any given sunday any given play dude that man that man is crazy You know, it's funny. Like, having been able to watch the last few games, it it feels like he puts a lot of pressure on himself that he he doesn't need to put on them. And I think hopefully Wright can talk him down a little bit because, you know, it looks like he feels like he needs to make, like, every single play. Hero ball, baby. Hero ball. Yeah, and it's like – you know, there was one like he was like a fourth and two, and he had the the RPO, and he had Pascal wide open for like a three yard out, and he could have just throw it to him. He would have got out of bounds, but instead he ran. I mean, he got the first down, but you know, it's just like simple plays like that. Like you don't have to do use your body every single time or make the hero play. Like make the smart play, dude. He could have the the interception. He could have just thrown it right at Mo Ali Cox's feet, played second down. Now he also got to hit Taylor when he was wide open in the middle of the damn field. Yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, th- there's that. Um, oh. I'm just, you know, I look. It's a process. I get it. You know, if T. Y. Hilton could be healthy, that'd be great. Um, any any time now, bro. I mean, <laughs> we're playing Houston this week. Wink, wink. So you should show up. <laughs> I, I didn't realize. I didn't realize the Jets were now the Texans. Yes, are we, are, it's the are, New York uh, Texans. Yeah, it's the Houston Jets were playing. <laughs> the Houston Jets, oh and then we're God. playing the Houston Jaguars, and the you know. <laughs> so every week is Houston. Ty, come on, man. Oh, the, get healthy. That's what you get from the Twitter Terminator, man. Look, and, and we know, we know this is not about this is not about life insurance on Friday. We know that you just want to be able to enjoy Thursday night football with the Colts <laughs> and the Houston Jets. We know, we know that's really what's going on, man. You're not fooling me. <laughs> and it, and if I didn't have life insurance shit on Friday, I'd be having to drink seven beers just to. <laughs> that would be my that pillow thing you sent. That's my comfort. There one, it is. But. There no, it is. Man, I, I got to be ready on Friday. I'm taking a mental health day regardless. No, it's, it's all good, man. It's all good. You do that. This week kind of set up pretty well to you know record on a Wednesday. Uh, I mean, God bless. We used to do Mighty Mondays, Can Crushing Tuesdays, Wasted Wednesdays. You know, we've kind of slid into this Thirsty Thursday role, but I don't know. It's nice. Adulting, to, bro. Yeah, adult, I know. I know. Adulting gets the best of us, man. Gets the best of us. What are you going to do? Anywho, let's get everybody up in this piece. Man, that's right. One of our favorite degenerates, the one and only, the very mighty D-Stat. Hopefully he had some, uh, you know, some saucy bets on the World Series or something. I don't know. We'll see what he's got. You ready to hit your cue, bro? Yes, sir. Three, brew and fun. Woo! 
<laughs> so all kidding aside, I, I, I'm curious. Did you did you do any betting at all with the World Series, or did you stay away from it? Stayed away. I, I was I was just rooting. I, I think um, I'm pretty sure when we did our pod. I mean, I know it's what I said to everybody. So I think uh, if we recorded, I said this, but uh, I said Atlantics and Atlantics, Atlantics, yeah. Atlanta, yeah. Atlanta and six. Um, really was feeling it. Definitely, there was no part of them. I, I I know maybe it's an obvious statement, but I mean, they. Yes, it might have been fun to win it at home, but they didn't want to see a game seven once they got to, you know, Houston. No. Houston can't, can't came back after the, you know, obviously they had to feel pretty good after the, you know, the beautiful grand salami in game five in the first inning. But it's a tough spot for, you know, a young pitcher there. And, 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 uh, and yeah, it's just it was a good, good game by Houston to, 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 bounce back because i mean you're you're up against the wall and you give up a grand slam in the first inning yeah you're really up against it so good on houston for for pushing to a game six but yeah i mean atlanta i feel like they just they knew they had to shut it down there uh phenomenal game by by, by freed mm-hmm. um and you know Solaire and and every i mean the craziest thing about all of it is you know just the amount of runs they scored off home runs i mean I think there's a lot of teams, and the, the Mets were guilty of this this, this season. Their home run numbers just weren't as strong as they've you know been at times, and it's tough. It's really tough to win a lot of games when you're not hitting many long balls. I mean, I forget what the final t- tallies were, but I mean, Atlanta was just knocking. <laughs> I was gonna say knocking out the park with the home runs, which is kind of a pun intended. Um, so, Mark, yeah. to answer that question, it was eleven to two home runs Atlanta to Houston. Mm. And it was the largest margin, or it tied with the largest margin ever. It was like one of those uh, great Yankees teams had the record as well. So, wow, I can um, believe it. Yeah, and um, by the way, has Solaire's home run hit the ground yet? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. No, <laughs> I believe they may have found it on Mars today. You know, <laughs> goodness that, gracious, that was a fun at bat to watch because I, you know, uh, my my lovely wife, she she really does enjoy watching baseball now. She didn't used to, but she really does now. I'm um, certainly primarily watching the Mets, but you know she was she was on board with you know go go Atlanta for the World Series and yeah Solaire was just locked in that hole at bat and uh, you just kind of felt it. I mean if if the pitcher made a mistake, which it wasn't a horrendous pitch, uh, but it it wasn't where he wanted to be. It was it was it was kind of waist high and I mean he had just been locked in on the changing speeds and everything and I mean obviously it was a well deserved you know unanimous MVP. For the series, but um, oh my God, he just annihilated that baseball. I mean, the, when you when you know the moment, it's 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 hit. I mean, the the pitcher you know turns away in disgust, and Solaire obviously did uh, did did some you know mild celebrating and definitely did not need to run because there was no chance that ball wasn't uh, going a crazy distance. I think they said four forty eight, which you know that's one of those where that's I think yes, it. it's probably longer than that. I think that's uh, that's an underest. Uh, underestimating, I think it was a uh, 109 exit velocity, velocity, but uh, yeah, he he destroyed that baseball. So, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit, but uh, yeah, definitely we will. K- k- kudos to Atlanta. Um, it was a fun series, it was fun, fun playoffs. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say, uh, speaking of the bets, I shared this with you, and, and this is one of those like those super rando things. And I, I just I was amazed that somebody actually threw money down on this. And it, I mean, a thousand bucks. Now, for a lot of, I mean, I think that's a pretty sizable bet. And it, somebody put a thousand bucks on Mike White to lead the NFL in passing yards for week eight. And they won that damn thing. 125 to one odds. Wow. The real weird one, what one where, you know, my only curiosity would be like, what's, 
a like <laughs> did he have other bets and that was just one that that pan not working you or think, like right? really he just he, he he was just like you know what this is what i'm feeling this week and this is what i'm putting down on it it hits like wh- why i mean that's that's just a real random one uh i am not usually one for 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 props uh too often but uh that's a hell of a one to hit uh so i mean good 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 on him yeah it, it tried, it's, it's he, super random. They tried to sell the ticket too. On I didn't even know Which, that. He, this is amazing to me. You, you can have these bets and you can sell oh, the yeah. tickets. Like right, there's a secondary market for selling for selling bets. That's wild. It's, it's, it's real smart sometimes because it, it, you know, especially for you know ones that are kind of long lasting. Like you know, if you've got a great you know, I don't know the people who maybe uh, threw down on the the Lakers when they you know were seeing Le- LeBron rumors before he got traded. Like if they you know, put down on, on them at great odds to, you know, go all the way, you know, you sell it for a profits, you know, um, just because you're like, eh, I mean, you got to ride it out. But I mean, if you're going to give up a little bit of profit, but you're going to, you know, have the security of knowing, like, if this doesn't come through, you know, at least I'm, I got some money back from it or, or, you know, make a profit, just not as much as you, you would make yeah. if you wrote it out and it hits. Um, it's an interesting market. It's I mean, it's obviously it's like gambling on top of gambling. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm ga- I'm gambling with the gamblers that gambled. I mean, it's it's, it's super strange to me, right? Uh, but the, they listed that ticket for a hundred thousand dollars. Now there was only one game left, and that was the Chiefs and the Giants, and they just needed Mahomes or or, or Danny Dimes couldn't obviously throw more than four hundred five yards. So as long as they were under that, which is a pretty reasonable thing, right? You would think. Right. Um, so, but no, I, I don't know if anybody took him up. It doesn't, it, I don't see any, any confirmation so. anybody bought it. So, you know, he ends up getting 126 grand. Not bad. Not, bad. not, <laughs> not, bad at all. not, not a bad day at the office. Yeah. That that's uh well played for real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's amazing to me. All right, well, let's go ahead and get Randy up at his piece and we'll circle back with a little bit of the world series, man. Yeah, let's do it. Or not. Oh, there it is. Hey, song. All right. <laughs> oh, giggity guiles. What's up, bro? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, enjoyed a nice uh, weekend in North Carolina. Surprising my buddy for his birthday. Um, had Syracuse and the 49ers win. That's the first time in a while that I've had both of my teams win in, a, in football in a weekend. So that's always a nice thing. I liked that Jimmy G. Trey Lance impression over there, man. That was good. I was kind of surprised. I was kind of surprised to see him actually run the ball into the end zone. Yeah. A couple of different, but obviously they felt like Lance. They just want to keep Lance, you know, off the field. Keep him. Make sure he's getting healthy rather yeah. than just let's just rush him back out there and yeah. see if he can get hurt again. I mean, it's the Bears. I, I don't. Really, you know what I mean? An ugly yeah. win. Whatever. It's a win. The Forty Nineers clearly needed it. I mean, the Bears are a bit of a mess. There were some like randomly interesting things that came out of that game. Uh, one is, and you got to really cherry pick some stats like this. You know, like in baseball, it feels like every time you watch a game or, or the World Series or a playoff, whatever, they always have some like arbitrarily random thing. You know what I mean? This thing or that stat or this record or this thing from 1892 or 1958 or whatever. There's always like some funky stat that they could pull up. It's fascinating and just a little bit bizarre at the same time. Uh, but I love the thing where they were talking about Debo. And they were like, oh, he now has the most yardage through seven games of anybody in 49ers history, eclipsing Jerry Rice. And it's like, what an arbitrarily oddball thing to, I mean, it's it's kind of an interesting stat, right? You know, right. but I mean, it's not a full season. It's not like in one game. I mean, it, it, you, you are cherry picking out seven games. So it's kind of funky. It's neat, 
right? He has the most receiving oh, yeah. yards through seven games in 49ers history. But what an arbitrarily oddball thing just to pull out. Whoa. Although I I will say I I did fully appreciate Justin Fields almost getting sacked late in that game on that fourth and one and breaking off that touchdown run. That that was a baller touchdown run. You got to admit it was. It was. So there's not a lot of you know. I mean, if you're a Bears fan, sorry E. If you're a Bears fan, (laughs) you don't have a lot of enjoyment from this season. You just don't. It's ugly. But you know, kudos. You get the win. You had the slop fest in the rain the other week. Uh, you you get the Bears. God, that was a slop fest. I, I know that that was heinous. <laughs> was that the game that Shannon was supposed to take the Colts and Survivor? <laughs> I think he was oh, yeah, going to. Was. And then he was I, like, I was oh. joking about it, yeah. and uh, I didn't. And well, I mean, I, I probably should have taken them. That Are you week, taking but... the Colts versus the Jets and Survivor? Come on, you got to do it, bro. <laughs> Dude, I got two strikes. I might as well. You got two strikes. Yeah, By the way, Mark, freaking... how the hell are you already out of Survivor? You've been out for like a couple of weeks. What the hell did you do? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I forget who my first two uh, <laughs> were, but what, what was annoying was the, the third. I mean, I didn't, I, I'm just blaming on me not being aware of the mm-hmm. system, but I didn't realize if you hadn't made a pick before the one o'clock game started on Sunday, oh. they give you a strike, which is oh, kind of nonsense to me, but whatever. You should so. be able to pick from the, yeah, I hate that. You should be able to pick from the fours. Exactly. Or, the or even night. Monday night. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, if it's a team you haven't picked yet, just gray out the ones, you know what I mean? Just gray out the ones you can't do. That's yeah, exactly. Fine. That's, the way it's going, Justin, is me, you versus me to see who can uh, survive I, the entire season. I'm not jinxing it because Lord knows I'm going to go on a tremendous run of fail. I mean, uh, hey, look, man, look, in, in the Fantasy League, I changed my team name to be funny, and ever since I've done that, my team has sucked total ass, right? If you're wondering why I changed my team name back or to something else, I was like, man, i got to break this curse, dude. <laughs> I, I changed the name to be funny with Lindy, and ever since then, it's either injuries or losing or sucking. It's all of the bad stuff. I was like, nope, Fauci for ouchies or whatever it was for Coco <laughs> for the win. That name's got to go, dude. Ever since I did it, it's been a I'm I'm on a race to the bottom to hang out with Shannon and, and the cellar dwellers. It's, it's a Benny and the Fail Fest, dude. You know what I'm saying? Bad. Can't do it. So I had to I had to change the name. But uh, anyway, um, I guess I had to go. <laughs> I was going to say, can you just have me face Donk every week so I can try to get back into the playoff race? <laughs> Dude, my team, that, that name change was so effed, I lost to freaking Donk, who hasn't even paid attention. <laughs> I don't think he's made a single move the whole damn year in the league. He got people out on IR, still on the squad, right? And the one week I play that dude, every, everybody's healthy and is playing, right? And then the week before... Half, you know, the three or four people don't play. The week after, uh, three or four people don't play. But the week he plays me, everybody plays. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell, man? Gotta, that's some that's some bullshit. That's how that's how I was like, man. This team name is cursed. Got to go. Got to go, dude. <laughs> Can't do it, man. Get on out of here. Get on out of here. But Randy, I guess just out of curiosity, uh, any other significant react to kind of where the 49ers are at and. Jimmy G getting healthy, whatever. Uh, it's good to get the uh, good to get a win. I mean, Seattle's a mess. Uh, Arizona obviously took an L, and they've got some injury concerns right now with uh, Kyler Murray obviously losing JJ Watt. Not that not that division. Not that that division is ripe for the pick in. Right. Uh, but you know, sometimes you got to survive these little humps. Uh, you know, in, in chunks of the season. But I don't know. Do you, do you see any any legitimate kind of upside or rebound with the 49ers or? It's just nice to get a win and just enjoy it for what it is and call it a day. 
Well, obviously, it's always nice to get a win, regardless of how good or bad your season's going. But the nice thing is, this week, Kittle and Jeff Wilson are back practicing, so they can be brought off the uh, IR. Christ, y'all need Kittle like a, like anything, dude. Well, get putting Kittle on the field, you know, with Ayuk finally starting to step it up and Bebo just tearing it up. That's that's kind of it's kind of huge for that offense. Plus, I mean. Mitchell, who who'd have thought that kid was just gonna come out of nowhere and just be the stud running back? You know, everybody thought Sermon was gonna be doing it up, but this kid's just been letting loose, and I'm loving it. But I think this is a good starting point. Yeah, it, this is a good way to get build some confidence with the team going into a game that really they kind of need to win mm-hmm. just to stake their claim in. Hey, we're not out of it. But you got to figure, D Hop is nursing a hamstring. In it. He didn't practice. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyler Murray with the ankle, the sprained ankle. He didn't practice. You got AJ Green on COVID list. The the, the COVID carousel that well, yeah. seen the entire league is going through at the moment. Uh, but man, the COVID carousel, buddy. So if this if we're gonna take advantage of this 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 is the week we have to do it. It's just it's a must win. We have to show that. Just because we had a four-game losing streak doesn't mean we're out of it. And I yeah. think if we can do it this week, then I think we're trending up and we still can say, yeah, we're in it for the playoffs. Well, I mean, look, clearly the Rams are all in trading for Von Miller. I mean, yeah. that, and that's a move. That's not even really about the regular season. I mean, let's be honest. Um, that That's a move that's specifically meant for late in the year and the playoffs. You know, yeah, that that's a win now move is what that is. Well, of course it is. Of course it is. I, I don't, I, you know, at some point you, you'd think the Rams would run out of draft picks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd think, I mean, my God. And I can appreciate the aggressiveness, you know, I mean, they clearly have a window. They know what their window is. And, you know, I mean, we've talked about it before. As long as they stay healthy, they're, they're a dangerous ass team. I mean, they, you got a good D. Well, she said. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> um you know, St- Stafford and Cup have been lethal. Um, I mean, they they have as good of a as good of a shot as anybody at the NFC. I mean, they just they just need to stay healthy. Um, I wasn't, you know, I've been a little bit lukewarm on Stafford uh, over some years, but maybe that was just Detroit hanging over his head. Who knows? I still really would like to see you know win when it matters the most, and that's when you get late season, and that's when you get into the playoffs. So uh, obviously, it's a good situation for him. It's a good pairing for him. I think he works well with McVay, uh, but they're clearly putting their chips in um, and and going after it, which I can appreciate. You know what I'm saying? Like here we are talking about the Braves, and they they didn't have to do what they did. They didn't have to make all those midseason acquisitions. They could have just been like, eh, nah. You know, they didn't do that. It became a very compelling story. It was calculated, and they, I mean, some of it's luck, right? Some of it flat out is just luck, because you, you not only did they make moves, they made the right moves, and they paid off. You know, you don't always get mm-hmm. that. So the Rams are, are clearly taking some calculated risks. You, I mean, clearly the Bucks did that last year. It paid off for them. The Rams are doing it this year. We'll see how it pays off for them. If they stay healthy, they're going to be a difficult out. So, you know, it really, as from, from the 49ers standpoint, it really becomes a matter of the wild card. And that's just going to be tough, man. You know, it, it, with Arizona – I mean, unless Arizona really just falls off the map, I mean, they should be in the thick of it all the way through. Now, maybe the injury bugaboo gets some. I mean, it could. 
Uh, hopefully it does not. I don't know. You know, we're at the point. Let me reframe that. We're at the point of the season where you look back and you go, holy crap. These are some teams that have been really disappointing. Uh, and some teams that, you know, some teams have overachieved. A lot have underachieved. Some have kind of bounced around kind of in that middle. And you're, you're either waiting for them to kick it in the gear and figure it out or just to fall off. You know, uh, we definitely had some early season frauds. Denver, Denver was clearly an early season fraud. We, yeah. we figured they were. Well, I mean, we, their we first figured they were. I know. After three weeks, we're going nine. Right. So, <clears throat> we, mean, we figured they were frauds, but it was a nice, it was a good start. And they've, you know, they've shit the bed. You know, Washington's been garbage for really most of the year, so who cares? A disappointment. Thought they'd be better than they are. Their defense, for sure. Uh, defense has been terrible. Uh, the Browns have been a disappointment. Um, I mean, you know, there, there's no the 49ers have been a disappointment. So there's there's still room. I mean, you know, we're we're at the halfway point, right? If you can get healthy or get get on the same page, whatever these little you know all these little variables are, and get rolling, there's still oppor- there's still opportunity space. And uh, you'd like to believe that the 49ers have enough that if they can get rolling, they're at least in the mix for the wild card. We'll see. They, they need Jimmy G to be right, though, clearly. Uh, and it is a point of curiosity. Um, there was some chatter running around, and this is probably really more a question for Randy than anybody else. But it's interesting where people started to debate should you know Lynch or um, Kyle Shanahan be on the hot seat. You know, they with essentially only that one that one year that one Super Bowl run is the only really, you know, great year they've had. Which, you know, it's kind of odd in a way to think about it, but I mean, it's an accurate statement. I don't know that it's a fair assessment, but it is an accurate statement. They've had a lot of struggle bus years, right? And I, I don't know if in our head where we just look at them at the, you know, we kind of place them on a, a, a much higher level than they've actually performed. And there's reasons for that. I mean, last year they were beat to hell. They had a ton of injuries. We get that. But do you think that, do you think that's ridiculous or there's some merit in the arguments about whether it's Lynch and personnel picking or Shanahan, you know, putting them on the hot seat at all? Or is that just, just silly? It's kind of a little from column A, a little from column B. It's mm-hmm. one of those things where you have to look at I mean, I'll complain like I feel like never should have traded DeForest Buckner, to be perfectly honest. Right. Fair. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you know, at least we have Bebo, you know, so. <laughs> Seventh rounder, man. Walk with the. Just <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, not happening. That's for no sure. Shot, right. <laughs> but also, yeah, I mean, you can play in some of the injury stuff to, to a degree because it's always been next man up. But when you look at the lack of depth like a quarterback for example mm-hmm. with the injury even though it's next man up you're looking at these guys that are lucky to be a third stringer on some teams benches trying to bleed you know the walking wounded against you know first stringers that are just healthy and in their prime and it's it, it, it's just one of those things where yeah it's never going to go well um obviously i feel like this year uh, losing sala to you know, him becoming the head coach of the Jets, which I'm fine. I mean, I'm fine with. He's well deserved, and I'm happy that he's getting getting that team, giving that team an identity, and they're winning, even if it isn't like the most luxurious wins that they've had this year. But I feel like there's a different energy uh, on on that defense with yeah. D'Amico Ryan's calling calling the plays versus what how Sala was. Mm-hmm. But also, one of the things that was very interesting to me is uh, Nick Bosa came out and was talking about how 
the thing that they're he feels like they're missing the most was the presence of Kittle and Raheem Mostert because they're the most vocal leaders in the locker room and get everybody hype. There's those those like your those are your hype men. So it, it's very interesting to because you got to look at the past few seasons where you know Mostert and Kittle both injured a good chunk of these past two seasons. Obviously, with Mostert being gone this entire season now, uh, it's 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 very interesting to think about. But part of it, yes, part of it is. I feel like they should kind of be like, hey, we need to think about the future here potentially. Let's see where this goes. But also there's been so much adversity since going to the Super Bowl after that that it's it's hard to really say what a fully healthy team would have done. And now if the fully healthy team would have played this way, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, you guys, we, we have to have a talk. Yeah, I think some of it is also shaded by the realization that, you know, Tom Brady was interested in going there and they could have made a move for Aaron Rodgers. And instead they obviously expended their draft capital to uh, take Trey Lance and we'll see how that pays off. That's a long-term play. Uh, But it is interesting to think, you know, what would that team have been like if they had gone the Tom Brady direction? I mean, you know, I mean, obviously hindsight's 2020. I mean, the way things worked out in Tampa Bay is the way things or Tampa Bay is the way things worked out. You don't necessarily know it would have been that way, but I mean, you know, my God, can you imagine if you had had Gronk and Kittle and maybe AB had showed up? I mean, I know AB's oh got some baggage, God. but I mean, holy Toledo, some of the people that wanted to play with him, had they gone there, you know, would it, it right. would have been ridiculous. And, you know, Rogers, and I, you, you can give Rogers grief for certain things, um, but I, you know, Rogers and Shanahan would have been tremendous together. That would have been fun. So I think some of the criticism is in part shaded, particularly from the personnel standpoint, in committing to the young guy, in this case, Trey Lance. And then, you know, obviously some issues with, you know, other than the Super Bowl year, some struggle bus moments, injury, injuries are not, people People are going to end up forgetting about some of the injuries and they just look at the record and think, well, you underachieved, you underperformed. But I, I do think some of it's shaded by some of the quarterbacks that were that wanted or expressed an interest in going there. And it's the old, you know, if ifs and nuts were candy and nuts, every day would be Christmas and you the coulda, shoulda, woulda, maybe kind of, sorta. And, uh, you know, it's just it, it's hard to pull a trigger for all the good that's happened with, you know, Brady and Tampa Bay. It's hard to pull the trigger on that. And, you know, again, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? You just figured they'll fall off, so it makes sense to stick with Garoppolo. Uh, Rodgers is, is a slightly different scenario there, but right. you know they they made their choice, and we'll see if if Lance ends up being right. I mean, who knows? I mean, that's that's just something you don't figure out until you got some time. Yeah, and, then, and, I, and I think one if say we're out of it, I think that's when you're going to see Lance get a mm-hmm. lot more play time. Right now, you know, Shanahan believes Garoppolo is the best chance to win, and as long as we're in the playoff hunt. He's going to start, yeah. and I think that's it. pretty much that's how it's going to be. Once we're out of it, I think that's when you're going to see probably Garoppolo get benched, and Trey Lance is probably going to take hey, over. Hey, and I got a critical question for you: Is Jimmy Garoppolo immunized? Because that might <laughs> that might change the plans for when we see Trey Lance. I'm just saying, asking for a friend, <laughs> Whitfield. <laughs> I just want to know. If you mean vaccinated, as far as I know, yes. <laughs> immunized, well, <laughs> only Rodgers is immunized. Yeah, so immunized. That, 
dumbass. <laughs> By the way, we, we do we have the audio from when uh, Trey Lance was drafted, and Tom Brady, Rogers, and Jimmy G all at the same same time said they drafted who? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. You know what? I actually had that one pulled up, bro. Nice. I, yeah, here you go. They drafted who? Who the fuck is this? <laughs> this cocksucker might not even have a fucking green card. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker. Who the fuck is this kid? <laughs> that still is, is like one of my all-time favorite draft reacts. That's amazing. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Poor Chris Tapps Porzingis. <laughs> Just un, unreal, dude. Unreal. Um, yeah, let, let's before we go off on the Aaron Rodgers tangent, let, let, let's circle back and just wrap up. Uh, by, by the way, yeah, real yeah. quick, yeah, yeah, Ra- this is for Randy and Mark. Uh-huh. Randy, Syracuse played pretty well this year, but did you know? And this is for Mark Mm-mm. in eight of the nine games, Syracuse has covered the spread, eight of nine, seven mm-hmm. in a row right now really impressive they're on a heater bro yeah so uh, they got the week off this week so if you need to keep the week off but <laughs> not this saturday but next saturday take a look at got to the- <clears throat> give tucker a rest man so he can be ready to run all over louisville please do fuck them <laughs> <laughs> spoken fuck like them. a true uk fan <laughs> correct <laughs> fair enough <laughs> I mean, there's oh, actually I, there's actually talk, fans. Some fans are like, "Look, give the kid 44," and I'm like, "Nah, man, that that's a nah, special nah, number. Nah, nah, that nah, nah, that nah. you can't unretire that just because he's having a great year." No, 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 no. no, no. That, that that's Jim Brown, correct? <laughs> Ernie Davis, Jim Brown. You're right. I, I just will say Ernie. Floyd Little. I mean, yeah, you have to be special to get 44. They retired that number. I'm like, no, nah, that's not real unretired. You're not going to unretire that number. No. Nope. Unless nope. you about right to uh, the set NCAA records, and unless you about season. to win the Heisman, no. <laughs> Shit, yeah, man, pretty much. Sometimes, it's, it's, sometimes you just need to leave those things alone, man. Forge your own path with your own number. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pretty Do much. like four forty four. Four forty four. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> we don't need the triple digit jersey numbers, man. That's crazy. Yeah. That's tr- that's crazy. Because then eventually someone would be like, hey, let me get 666. No, we don't need that shit. Uh, <laughs> Arizona State Sun Devils will have that one. So. Yeah, they might. Yeah, they, they might. They might. Um, all, right. all right. Baseball. It's, uh, baseball. All right. All right. So, again, I just want to, you know, give some kudos to the to the Braves for, for delivering this thing. And in Richmond, and a lot of people may have forgotten this, but we used to have the, you know, the affiliate. We had the Richmond Braves. We had the AAA affiliate. And so, growing up as a kid, we got to see a lot of, you know, uh, David Justice. Uh, I mean, you could list, you could just Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones. You could run through a whole bunch of uh, names, and it was fun, man. Uh, I'm not going to pretend I'm a Braves fan. I'm not, uh, even though we, you know, had the, the the Richmond Braves here. I didn't have any real attachment to them. Um, you know, my big brother, uh, big brothers and big sisters. It's not my brother by blood, but um, I got matched with him when I was about 11 years old. And he was a big Yankees fan. So anytime people are like, well, how did you end up liking the Yankees? I, I didn't grow up liking the Yankees. I grew up with a whole bunch of Orioles fans in my family. Um, but my big brother was a Yankees fan. So that's, you know, it, I talked baseball with him or he tried to, he took me to games. And so that's where that came from. If anybody's ever wondered how in the hell did that happen, that's how that happened. 
But here in Richmond, we had the Richmond Braves. So it's a nice tie-in. <clears throat> and quite frankly, as much as I enjoyed the rise of the Astros, and you could go back to podcasts when they made that run and they won that, you know, they won the whole thing. We we loved the story. We loved the rise of, of Altuve and the organization and all, all the things that went into that. We enjoyed that run like a lot of other people did. Um, and I know you could certainly go with, a, well, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Man, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. There, there's a certain degree of gamesmanship. We understand that that happens at, in all sports at all mm-hmm. levels, whether it's rubbing his race in NASCAR, whether it's, you know, whatever. And there's just there's layers to it. We get it. Um, and I, I really do believe that with the Astros, had they owned it better, and this is my opinion, had they owned it better after getting caught, I think a lot of this would have not necessarily blown over, but I don't think people would have hated hated this, hated them as much. I think it, it, it branches out into a couple of things. One, you, you basically, like, not that the cover-up was worse than the crime, but I think once, once people figured out what was going on, Man, just own up to it, man. A little bit of gamesmanship. You had a system. It's just, just own it, man. There's all kinds of shenanigans in baseball. Let's not pretend otherwise, right? There's sign stealing. There's all kinds of stuff. You're always trying to figure out whatever, whether it's tipping. Who, who did they say was tipping pitches the other night? I forget which Braves, Braves pitcher it was. But they're saying they, they had figured them out. But it, either way, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, man. There's a lot of things in baseball. We get I mean, it. there was at one point, I get it was like the Cardinals were hacking into the Astros, like draft team or like their farm system, or the Astros were hacking into the Cardinals. I mean, it I was vaguely it, remember that. Was, that. I, this was like seven years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, there's some shady shit that well, goes yeah. on and, every and, now and then. And, and there's gamesmanship shady, like a little bit of shenanigans, <laughs> and there's like real effed up shenanigans uh, that clearly crosses the line. Uh, but I, I think for the most part, when you have the sports stuff, how you handle what it morphs into, I think in part defines the response from people, right, and from fans. Um, yeah, people would have been pissed, and part of it, it may also be the fact that this kind of happened and, and the Astros escaped a lot of wrath. Uh, from because there weren't fans in a lot of areas uh, in a lot of stadiums, so they kind of skated on a lot of stuff. Um, at least initially, I mean, obviously there were some great highlights of people taking posters and trash cans and blow up this and all kinds of crap uh, that I thoroughly enjoyed. But you know, it, it went from being a feel good story to at some point it they they became they became the bad guy, right? They be, they became the bad guy. And Alex it, Trebek had a saying for that. Well, hell, hell, yeah, he did. Say what again? Not that Say one. What? Shut the fuck. Not up. that one. More like this one. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Man, Sam was feisty. Man, Sam, Sam gets feisty. But you know, they turned into the bad guy. And uh, at, you know, I I don't know how many people were like, oh, I really like the Atlanta Braves. I mean, we at least have a local tie-in, right? Um, so I was very happy for him. I got a lot of friends that are Braves fans. Although I, I think the only game that Melissa actually stayed awake for was game six. I feel like she was <laughs> napping through all of them. Uh, that's why like, I was always checking with Matt. I'm like, is Melissa awake? <laughs> um, that became a running joke. Every time we would talk about, we would touch base over at some course of, you know, some point of the course of the evening and Melissa would be napping. I'm like, she's not even seeing a game. What's going on, man? You know, <clears throat> but at least she, she stayed awake for, uh, Stayed away from game six, so she saw that, so good on her. But I don't know how much of it was, you know, people really pulling for Atlanta or people really just going, 
F you Houston. <laughs> like, yes. right? You know, yes. And, and I yes, like, and yes. Yes and yes. That that sentiment was really strong. And, you know, again, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier. I think the Braves just ended up being a great a great story. Now, obviously, you've got, you know, some blowback with the tomahawk chop and all that stuff. And, you know, I mean, there's room for discussion on that, sure. Uh, but they're a fascinating story, you know, to have the turnaround to be, what, sub 500? August uh, 1st. Yeah. I mean, you know, they won 88 games. People were going to say, well, you know, the NL East was the weakest division. Um, but, you know, their last 70 games, they were 47 and 23. I mean, that's an incredible run. Um, to close out the season and, and then, you know, win the World Series. And, uh, look, the four games that they won in the World Series, they held Houston to two runs or fewer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they, they did a great job. I mean, they, they lost – I can't remember the name of the pitcher that took it in the leg. Um, Charlie Morton? Yeah, Morton. Um, you know, they lost him. Uh, Freed did a great job in game six, of course. Six innings of shutout, uh, you know, pitching from him. Uh, and, and they, Dude, they, that first – that play in the first inning, though, that yeah. was – that was a little gnarly. <laughs> There's just moments, man. There's just moments, and I, I remember no, 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 no Acuna and, and for for half the season, and I, and oh. uh, Soroka. Yeah, know, I mean, the injuries. The I mean, that's... Yeah, yeah, I mean you're you're losing MVP caliber dudes, right? Acuna's I mean, probably the best, best, best Yeah, Acuna's yes. probably the best player in baseball. I mean, mm-hmm. and, Tra- and, Tra- and Trout, you know, probably one and two, uh, five tool player. Who I mean, I, I I kept on thinking about him a lot during. World Series, which you know, I'm sure, of course, he's unbelievably, you know, happy for his team. But you, you got to, I mean, if you, I don't know, or have any compassion, I mean, like, you feel kind of terrible for the fact that, like, you know, they're experiencing all this, and I mean, you know, he certainly was a big part of their identity as a whole. But you know, not being able to play, you know, a single, you know, playoff game with them this this year, that's brutal. I mean, how awful is it that you get a guy that tears his Achilles, you know? They think he's coming back from surgery. Then he re tears the damn, you know, re tears it. I mean, what kind of crap is that? Oh, sucks. It's awful. You know, I mean, it, it, it's a brutal injury, and to re tear it, it's just oof. Yeah, I mean it, that that's tough. I mean, to bring like, in what was it like stepping out of the clubhouse or something? Or oh, just yeah, something. Awful, I mean, awful, it's awful. it's just one of those things. It's he, he just wasn't ready, you know, yeah. or the, or the doctors fucked it up. You know, yeah, and, and that's the other thing. Could have, but I mean, they, they could have felt that you know they didn't have to make all those moves. They could have been like, ah, not the year. You know, and and that's the thing that like I, I was listening to a little bit of sports talk on the way to uh, work this morning, mm-hmm. and they were like, you know, most teams would have just folded it in and said, yeah, you know, we got our superstar coming back next year. But they next next year, yeah, you know, they went for it. And just to say, hey, fuck it, let's see what happens. And, you know, got all those pieces relatively cheap. Yes. Because the the teams were just looking to move them and, you know, caught lightning in the bottle and caught a heater. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, for the uh, gambling people, they caught a heater and uh, took it, um, you know, for, for, First championship in Atlanta in twenty what five twenty six years. Um, it's been a minute, man. It's been a minute, and uh, you know the cool thing is the manager, uh, Snicker man. Um, I've I've got a friend dude, of mine. A, dude, that's a lifer. Like I I have a friend that played in the Atlanta Braves organization, and I was texting in a group chat last night 
And the first words out of his mouth after they won, he says, they have to make a movie about Snicker after this. And I was like, yeah, 45 years with the organization. He says, I don't think there was a team in the organization that he didn't coach or manage along the way. Now we're talking single A, double A, triple A, the show, you know, pitchers, catchers, Defend, I mean, he 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 said they he covered the whole gamut. Yeah, from top to bottom. His career had a career. You know I mean, what, you know what I'm saying? Forty, like Justin, you're 44, right? Yeah, he's been with the Braves for 45 years. So literally, the year before Justin was born <laughs> on this earth, this dude was coaching baseball, and. um he, he had told uh, our, our buddy Ty, who played with the Braves, he said, you know, about 10 years ago, because he thought he was going to get bounced back to the minors or quit, and he said he, uh, Snickers' uh, statement to him was he wanted to retire to the Virginia Mountains at some point. Mm-hmm. So whenever he retires, we may see this man at the 151. <laughs> just saying. The devil's, <laughs> devil's backbone just chilling. <laughs> right. <laughs> With his World Series ring, you so know? You're telling me Snicker really satisfies? Where are we going? Uh, My man. <clears throat> there you go. But I, th- I thought that was pretty cool that uh, he knew him and he knew he had been in all. Like, he's been to Richmond. He's he's every stop that you could imagine in that Atlanta Braves organization that could be made, that man has been there. And the fact that they made him manager, I think, is amazing. Yeah. Um, the fact that you can stay with an organization for 45 years and not get canned, I think is amazing. Yeah, good luck these days with that. Yeah, no kidding, man. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's few and far between. Uh, the loyal, Loyalty both ways now. Of course, he probably could have been offered different jobs or they may have thought, oh, maybe this guy shouldn't be here. But, I, I you know, for me, I, I think that's just such an amazing story for a, a person to be with an organization for it 45 is. years. And, you know, he was so humble just watching him on all the post-game shows last night, listening to the interviews. Uh, just a dude that you could probably sit down and have a beer with and you you wouldn't know he was the manager of a World Series champion. Amazing. So a, a couple of, <laughs> of, of neat things. Of course, we talked about uh, Jock Peterson's pearls. Right, that obviously became a topic for a ton, ton of people because it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, those pearls are headed to the Hall of Fame. He's, nice. he's going to wear them to the parade on Friday, and then they're going to Cooperstown. How about that? I like it. So, do you think Ludacris shows up with some pearls? Right, because you know <laughs> Luda's going to be at the parade, man, performing. Right. I mean, he has to. Right, he has to. Has to. Has to. It's just fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's so unique, though. I, I I love it. They they said he just marches to the beat of his own drum, and he does. I, I, I just I, I think that's really cool that he just said, you know what? Instead of a gold chain, I'm just gonna wear pearls. Here, hold on. I, I think maybe this was in this article. Let me see if it if it was. Hold on. There was like one. Ra- oh, here it is. Uh, uh, Jock Peterson's kind of a fun one, right? I mean, it, clearly that dude, one of the things they talked about with, with him, you know, joining the team was, was a lot of attitude, right? A lot of attitude, confidence, swagger, whatever you want to say, man. It, you know, and I think doing what he did with the Dodgers, 
you know what I'm saying, and bringing that kind of attitude with, you know, uh, with him over to Atlanta. I mean, that was significant. Anyway, I, I, there was this line on this ESPN article. Obviously, as the Braves were kind of making their push, <laughs> the Braves were becoming so popular uh, that Harry Styles spoke about the team on stage during an Atlanta tour stop, predicting the team would go all the way. Uh, Jacques, somebody tipped off Jock Peterson that this, that he said that. And so he knew someone who could deliver a message to Harry Styles. So he sent a jersey and a note, which read, from one bad bitch to another, love Jock Peterson. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, like, right? I mean, I I bet that dude is a ton of fun to hang out with. I mean, (laughs) I probably, I mean, I would say at at 44, I can't keep up with Jock Peterson, right? However, (laughs) I get the impression that back in our heyday, Mark, back in our heyday, like in our 20s, holy shit, I bet we could have had a lot of fun with Jock Peterson. Uh, yeah. Good gracious. <laughs> From one bad bitch to another. <laughs> I loved it. But, you know, I, 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 you know, we, uh, one, of the, one of my favorite things about sports, and this is what makes whether, you know, the NFL so compelling. You know, here we are, everybody's riding high. The Bengals beat the ever-living hell out of the Ravens, and then they lose to the Jets. Right? You're like, what the hell? How do you lose to the Jets? Freaking Mike White. What is this? You know, it's cra- it's crazy. Sports is crazy sometimes. And sometimes a story is about a moment. Or a story is about a play. Right? Or it's about a playoff run. Or it's about a season. Or it's about a manager. You know, it can be all kinds of things. Or it's like March Madness. Right? Yeah. With, with college <laughs> basketball. I mean, it's just... Sometimes the story, you don't even have, it's not even about necessarily winning the whole thing, but it's about making that run. Yeah. And what you accomplish and exceeding expectations. Or maybe you just win one game, but you take out, like that team that took out UVA, whatever the one that one year, right? And I can't remember what's UNBC. UNBC, man. You know, that that's a story that, that, you know, the students that were there for that, they will cherish that. Regardless of what oh, happened after beating UVA, that entire crowd like that, that yeah. could have just left after the first game and decided to stay. And you know, like you're just okay. We're gonna scout the team and like, oh snap, they're gonna take out the number one seed. I'm glad I actually stayed for both yeah. games. Or when VCU had their run to the Final Four, dude, that was you know? so awesome. I mean, that that story was great, and <clears throat> I, I think part of it. Yes, there's the anti, there's the Trastros b- b- backlash. There's that, <laughs> but I think the Braves ended up being a fun follow. They obviously made moves. They ended up becoming a very compelling story. And the Braves do have a national following. Let's not pretend. I know people like to talk about baseball being very regional, but they are one of the teams that has a national following. They, they are. Do. Um, mm-hmm. So they're you know, it, it, let's not pretend like they're the Arizona Diamondbacks or something goofy. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah. And 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 I mean, what 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 draws in like non you know baseball fans to baseball? You know, home runs and flashy defense. I think they had a lot of both of those, especially the home runs. Obviously, yes. the long ball is going to be the you know most fun thing for you know people who aren't really baseball fans to see because it's exciting and they produced a lot of those. Yeah, chicks dig the long ball. Chicks dig the chicks dig the and and pearl <laughs> right. necklaces according to Jock Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm just I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, that's what I did there. <laughs> <laughs> that, some of those might be more Hall of Shame than Hall of Fame worthy, but um, I don't know. So I, I guess really at the end of the day, 
uh, as we kind of put a, a bow tie and, and, and wrap up some of the World Series stuff. I, I just, you know, I think that was a, that was a fun ride. You know, I said earlier on, you know, I may not necessarily have a dog in a fight, but give me a great story. Give me something to enjoy. And yes. I think, you know, with sports, you always want to celebrate your own fandom. But I think outside of that, you know, give me a great story. Give me a reason to watch. Give me something to root for. Sometimes it's give me something to root against. And and this year we got both. We got a team to root against, right, with Houston. Uh, I loved all the, the maps of the country. There was like, well, this is Houston pulling for Houston. And it's just like a dot in Texas and everybody else is pulling for Atlanta. Um, you know, and it's silly, but... You know, give me something to root for. Give me something to root against. Give me a compelling storyline. Give me some characters. And Atlanta did all of that. And they also had some signature plays. You know, there's that catch from Rosario. I mean, that was an incredible catch. An incredible catch. So they had they had signature plays. They had signature moments. They have signature characters. You get the 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 long hauler. You know. <laughs> Man, snickered, been there forever. With the organ- that's a great story, and I know a lot of people, uh, you know, certainly wish that Dusty Baker would, you know, get his uh, as well. But there's just lots of good things to rope you in and and get you watching. And you know, baseball needs that, sports needs that, and sports delivers that. And the World Series and this playoff run, the the Braves delivered that. Other than when Melissa was napping, obviously. Um, I will, as a point, of, <laughs> as a point, of, as a point of curiosity, I have to ask uh, all of you: uh, Do you think this would have played out any differently had you know the playoffs been? I, I don't know. Maybe it, instead of having to play the Brewers in the first round, they had to deal with the Giants or the Dodgers. Or do you think it doesn't matter? I mean, I don't think it doesn't matter. The Dodgers just fine. So I mean, I, mean, I, I think it's always that- possible. I mean, anything's like, yeah. And it's more of a, there's been some commentary. It's really more of a criticism about baseball. It's not the Braves' fault. I mean, it's just what you, you know, you play is in front of you. But, uh, you know, I think some people had a legit, you know, grievance about the Giants playing the Dodgers when they did. I mean, that that's on baseball. Like, yeah. you have two, you have two of the winningest teams all, almost of all time in a single season, 107, 106 wins. And yet the 106-win team is a wild card and had to win a wild card game just to even be in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, and that's that that's on baseball. Like, you, you can be mad all you want, but unless baseball changes it up and goes by total wins and the top four teams in each um, league, then – uh, Unless you're going to reseed and go. I mean, it, it, you know, it's a, it's yeah, a like, unless you're – yeah, like unless you're just gonna go just top, you know, six, top five, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that that's that's on baseball. And if you're going by division winners, then that's that's how you got to go by. So yeah. you can whine about it all you want, but that's on baseball. And if that's how it needs to be, then that's how it's gonna be. I mean, this, this it's a it's an anomaly, right? You're not always going to have the two winningest teams no. in the same Un- division. Unlikely. It's an anomaly. This is an anomaly year. So that's my two cents. Yeah, I'm. You know, it, and, and not that it's a good parallel because it's not. But I mean, you know, it's like always. Uh, you know, there's the the uh, in the NFL. There's always like somebody that makes the argument. Oh, well, that you know, this division is the worst division in football. Why should they you know get a home playoff game? Rah! You know, people complain. Well, I mean, 
you still got to win the division. There's got to be a reward for it. What do you do? Yeah. You I know? mean, like the NFC West this year, you're going to have Arizona and um, – uh, L.A. Well, you figure it's possibly the, it, San Francisco. You figure it's the Rams and the Cardinals, and then look, look around the rest of the league. I mean, is there anybody else coming out of? You know, I mean, it, we figure Green Bay, and, unless you know Rodgers is on the Rona Express for a couple of weeks, Green Bay is a playoff team. The Bears are not. The Vikings are frauds. You know, the NFC East is a mess, other than Dallas. NFC South. I mean, what Damn do you got well. there other than the Bucks? I mean, well, the, the well, you used to have the same. Maybe I mean, if if Taysom Hill comes in and, and they're legit, I mean, or Trevor, I mean, who knows? Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon, woo! But I mean, Saints football catch fever. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. You know, I mean, it, you, this this might be one of those weird years where you could have two wild card teams out of a division. Excuse me, out of a division could happen. Yeah, could happen. But you know. I, I don't know. Again, I, I think at the end of the day, man, I, I enjoyed the run. I enjoyed the story. Um, and I, I feel like a lot of other people did too. And again, some of it is a team to root for. Some of it's a team to root against. And we, we like, look, we, we love inspirational stories and we love having a team or a person or whatever to root for. And God bless this country, man. Do we love a good crash and burn? Okay. You know what I mean? We just do, man. If 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 you do something and and you know the general population's like, nope, uh, we will root for your downfall. Like a mo- or if you win too much, you know, if you win too much, there's a point where you turn the corner where you've won enough. We're like, nah, go ahead and suck. <laughs> enough of you. Um, and if you're Tom Brady and you win so much <laughs> that people just go ahead and cheer you on. Eventually, like, yeah. I mean, t- Tom Brady's the outlier. He he's won enough that people are like, well. What else am I supposed to do? I've hated you. You win anyway. I root against you. You win anyway. At some point, you're just like, I just can't believe you're still doing it. You know? Well, fuck it, Tom Brady. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Fucking Tom Brady. Um, ah. <laughs> so he's turned a corner twice. He goes, for, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, think back to when the Patriot, I mean, you had that post 9 11 scenario. I mean, how significant the Patriots being a good huge. team. I mean, it was, yeah. you know, and if you're not old enough to remember that, that was huge. And the same thing with the Saints post Katrina, right? Yeah. right? I mean, that run, that story of that season is incredible. It just is, you know, those things happen. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not putting this Braves run on that plateau, but I do think the story is significant. Um, and you can nitpick a couple of things all you want, but look, they had it. They had characters. They made aggressive moves. Uh, I, I just. I think it was a fun run. I think it was a fun run. I loved some of the moments, and and we, you know, we we stuck some of the highlights in the in the chat. But some of the moments where the, you know, people would blast out a home run, and the crowd just went absolutely bananas. Uh, it was it was just great. It's just fun, you know. I think this might actually be that one play here. Hold on, let me let me scroll back. Oh yeah, uh, Duvall's grand slam. Yeah, I think this is the one where the the crowd just goes completely oh, they, nuts. Stroke. Homer off Valdez in game one hits it in the air to right. Back at the wall, grand slam.
They should have had a decibel meter up on that one. <laughs> I, I will tell you, um, after a year away, it, it's just so awesome to see crowds again. Yeah, it is. It, really it is. is. It is. It is. Uh, by the way, I want to say calm down, Matt Ryan. Uh, he was talking about how uh, <laughs> the the team, the, he was talking about how the Falcons can be inspired by the Braves run of the World Series title. Slow your roll, Matt Ryan. <laughs> Slow your roll, 28-3. It took the Braves to break whatever Atlanta sports curse. Don't get ahead of yourself, dude. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> can we just take care of Calvin Ridley first? Make oh sure that God. man's okay. I hope he's I all mean, right. I do too, man. That's, you know, and, and, and this may be about as bad a segue, but, but Alabama receivers this week with Calvin Ridley with the mental health issues and then Henry Ruggs, dude, like what are you doing? Dude, the the rugs thing is a disaster. Come on, rugs thing is a disaster. Um, I mean that that whole when that just following that story as as bits and pieces started coming out, you're like, mm-hmm. okay, it's an accident. There's three thirty nine or whatever it was in the morning. You're like, well, this is not good. No. And then it just it, every every update felt like it got progressively worse and worse and worse. It's an accident. Then it's you know then it's. It's a crash where, you know, occupant died in a fire or the crash and the resulting fire. And then it's he's drunk, uh, you know, two times over the legal limit. Uh, and then it's a dog in the car with the woman that died. And then he had a passenger with him. Uh, and then he sat there on the curb as the car and the, the woman and the dog are burning. And then it's he, he was driving 156 or 159 miles an hour. And, you know, he decelerated or braked. And I think he hit it. I think the last thing I saw was that the impact happened at about 127 miles an hour. Gosh. Hmm. I mean, that is. doing driving that fast, man. I mean, I mean, it it just feels like everything got worse and worse and worse. And every time there was an update, it was just, it was just, it it just got worse. And um, we have talked about it many times. Uh, and Lord knows here at the Sports Brew, we do enjoy a fine selection of beverages, and we enjoy having a good time. But let me tell you what. There have been plenty of times where, where Shannon, you have come over here, and we have hung out, and we have pictures where we have a rip-roaring fine selection of beverages and bottles and moonshine and whatever, and we have gotten toe up. And you know what we do when we're done? Go the fuck to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> As Sam Jackson or any yeah. other person that read that book said, <laughs> we go the F to sleep. Go the F to sleep. Uh, I, I just, it, it's so unfortunate, obviously, for the victim in that. <sighs> that's that's the the worst outcome and the worst scenario, Horrible. obviously, for the Horrible. victim and, and, and her family. That's, un, that's an, an awful outcome. And then, you know, for... A young man that is whose career barely started, and is it was a promising career on top of yeah, that. and is probably effectively over. I mean, the Raiders oh, ended up cutting him. I mean, who knows what he's going to have to deal with? And you know, the thing that one of the things that's crazy about that is, I could swear I read that like one of his best friends died in a car accident when he was seventeen. Um, his best friend or like a. I had to Either way, he that. you know he's had a direct impact. I, I just you know, 
I, I am plenty guilty of having a couple of beverages and driving. All right. I think we've all been there. But there is definitely a point. I mean, if you think it's a good idea to drive 156 miles an hour, I mean, come no. on. No, dude. That's, that's never a, a good that's idea. That's a bad idea. And I've done my fair share of dumb stuff. I tried not to do dumb stuff in the car while driving, or if we had been out, you know, enjoying some beverages. I've I've made some jokes about drawing X's on the windshield, and they're definitely, I look back, and I'm very fortunate. There's definitely some times I'm like, probably shouldn't have driven. <laughs> probably shouldn't have driven, man. And so, you know, I'm lucky that never had a bad outcome, right? You know, and there's lessons in that. And a lot of people go through that at some point and make some poor judgments. And what you hope is if you make a bad decision that nobody gets hurt and you don't hurt yourself. Um, and that you look back on it and, and you, say, yeah, whoop, that, yeah. Oh, that was not a good idea. It's like, I'm never doing that again. No, that was too much. <laughs> Let me just chill out where I'm at. And so, mm-hmm. at, you know, Shannon, you and I have made the joke. Oh, hey, Shannon, man, go ahead and take a nap on the sofa for a couple hours and then get on out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mind blowing to think that you've got, not only the league, but teams that strive to provide ride services and protections and all these things so that, you know, these players can go out and have a good time and do do the things they want to do without, without ending up in a car intoxicated, inebriated, whatever they are, and having At that kind of alcohol. 3.30 in the morning. That, look, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying that people don't go out. I'm not saying that, right? Go out, have a good time. But be smart enough, right? Be smart. Be smart. Enough. If you have rod shares and all kinds of stuff available to you, use them, dude. Use them. Use them. That yeah, would that would have uh... that would have saved a life and saved his career because I I don't even know. I mean, he's young, so depending <laughs> on what happens to him as far as how this works his way through the courts i mean who knows what he's what he's gonna have to do but you have he's going to prison sorry yeah i would i would say there's a high probability he's gonna serve some time he's gonna serve some time is is how much you know you know like it just boggles my mind that you can't oh chris chris carter fall guy yeah how about we just hire how about we just hire like turtle you know, from Entourage, just drive, <laughs> just drive you everywhere. Get get a turtle. Get a dude to drive you everywhere who doesn't drink when you're drinking just so you get your ass home. You can afford that when you're an NFL player. Well, I mean, if you can do it on your own or there's the, the team and other, you know what I'm saying? Like the league and the team, they have things in place for people that are out. They have, they have means to get you, pick you up. And it gets you home. They're willing yeah, to I, do that. Come on. I, I was just going to make the Captain Obvious statement of, of, of that exactly. Like, there's no excuse for anybody these days. I mean, you right. know, ride share, Uber stuff, uh, public transportation, all that. You know, there, there's so many options for anybody, but especially when you have money and when you're when you're when you're a high profile person. You know, as as any you know professional athlete certainly is. Um, you have. I, I mean, who knows how many options available at your fingertips? I mean, God forbid if somehow you couldn't 
get a you know Uber or something like that. Um, I, I don't know why, but just if you're, I don't know, just not working. Uh, a coach, uh, a fellow a fellow teammates. Um, yeah, you, you use one of the services. Uh, you know, the team might provide. There's there's just countless things you can do. So I mean, it's just it's just there's beyond no excuse, and you know it's it would be bad enough if it's was only you know he got arrested and you know screwed up, but you know somebody lost their life and you know a poor helpless dog uh, lost life and so many people and so many families' lives are forever forever changed, um, and there's just no excuse and I, I've I'm just tired of these things happening and obviously this is i don't know it's, it's, it's just awful and um i think um you know where, where somebody said you know this this wasn't you know i forget the wording they used but basically just saying it was it was inevitable i mean yeah i saw that and and the other thing is is like that girl and her dog they burned alive terrific she could she was pinned in she couldn't get out of the truck and uh, the eyewitness account was she was screaming. The dog was barking. Some guy who happened to see it tried to go save him, but the fire was just too intense. He couldn't get to him, and she couldn't get out. So literally, you tortured, for for lack of a better term, literally you drove that fast under over the legal limit. Uh, um, MPH wise and also alcohol wise, and you caused a girl to burn and a dog to burn to death. Yeah, I mean it's 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 all terrible it's optics. I mean, it, brutal. It's awful. It's awful. And, and you know, clearly he, th- those weren't his intentions. You know what I mean for things. But uh, I want to say I read an article where it said a judge, like a judge, was like, I've I've never had anybody, you know, at this rate of speed, <laughs> you know, doing doing this. I mean, it's just. It's a lot of bad factors. It's a lot of bad variables. And is it heinously unfortunate? Yes, it is. And, you know, it's one of those things that it's bad enough to have been out. And, again, he was double the legal limit. So it's not like he was teetering right at, you know, right at the legal limit. He was double it. But to to introduce that degree of speed? (sighs) Bro. You know, now, we know what it feels like to go the speed limit when we're kind of impaired. I can only imagine what it felt like to do it at that speed. Oh, my God. And, and the I, thing that it's I guess the other thing is sad about it. And Mark brought it about players and stuff. Derek Carr came out and said he should have known. All, I don't care what time it was. If you'd have called me, I'd have come pick them up. And he's like, I don't what do I have to do as a leader to let should I have let him know, hey, I'm available whenever you need me. And he started questioning his own leadership skills because of that. Cause he, yeah, I saw that in an interview earlier. Yeah. I mean, some of that's a matter of choice. I mean, uh, the, there were text messages. I, I, I think that, you know, rugs had said something about, you know, golf swing or working on his golf game or whatever around a certain time. Yeah. I, I it, it, you know, people that care are going to, are, are going to say, well, what, what else could I have done? Well, the thing is when you're a leader, that's what you do. Right. I mean, that's, that's what their perspective should be. Uh, at the same token, Ruggs made his choices. Impaired or not, he made his choices. And right. they led to a lot of really awful outcomes. And look, he's not unique in making a bad decision. He's just, I mean, you know, 
it, it's it's a it's a terribly unfortunate series of events that ended up costing somebody their life and a, a several bad choices that rugs made and they just you ended up with that heinously you know just heinous outcome and you know i i don't want to soapbox it and grandstand unnecessarily again I, I, there's a lot of people that have had you know one too many and have driven and been totally fine it's not to excuse it it's not to say that it's okay but there is a point where clearly <laughs> you're making you're making a bad choice and i think most of us in the moment go mm, i just need to hang out <laughs> i just need to hang, i can't drive man i, I can't do it i just got to hang out but to have the means both financially uh, as well as other services provided to you that you could use, I, people are not going to have any sympathy for him. At this point, it's, he's, no. got to, he's got to face the consequences of his no. actions. It's 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 a terrible it's, it's a it's a terrible it's a, it's the worst, just about the worst outcome. You know, it certainly was for the woman and, and the dog in the car, um, and he's cost them their lives, and he's likely cost himself his career. Uh, I would imagine he will get sued by the family. He's going to do, in, in all likelihood, he will serve time. And it's a matter of how, how long. And, I mean, who knows? That's a lot of lives. That's a lot of lives greatly altered for some poor decisions. And yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm not trying to soapbox it. You have means, you have money, and you have... You have organizations, the league, all kinds of safety valves that are there for you to take advantage of. And if you choose not to do that, yes, he was impaired. Fine. But, you know, Chris Carter, where's the fall guy? If you make yourself your own fall guy, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. I mean, have a DD, bro. I mean, something. Happy turtle. <laughs> have your turtle. You know, seriously, and, and and again, it's it's not just driving. It's it's not just driving drunk. It's you know, nearly 160 miles an hour. That's that's just dumb. That's that's a that's a terrible decision. Look, I, I've hit a hundred once in my life, and I was on a as straight a road as you could see in Kentucky. You could see for a half mile mm -hmm. to a mile ahead of you, and you could see behind you. There was no one behind me. There was no one ahead of me. I said, let me just see how this feels. Hit it. Hit the 100. It scared the shit out of me, and I dropped back down. Man, uh, yeah, I'd, I think the – I've done 140. Wow. And it's God. It's fast. It's fast. You know, when you're used to driving – what's weird, and I did it on a, on a very – it was like super early in the morning. It was like 5 a.m. or something. There's nobody on the road, and um, I was in a, a Mitsubishi Eclipse GT that I was borrowing from a friend of mine, and uh, I op I opened her up. <laughs> yeah, you um, did. He, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, what kind of balls this thing had? Yeah, well, I, I, I had a I had a road trip with a purpose, man. I was going down to NC State. I was making some visits. Um, <laughs> woo, Wolfpack. Yeah, Wolfpack. Wow, woo. Ooh. But. Uh, <laughs> pack it up pack it in um anyway and let him begin 
but uh you know i i, I did 140ish or yeah, i i don't remember if i cleared 150 but i mean it it was fast and what was wild was to slow down and then to do 90 and be like 90 feels like it's really slow but it, at 140 man i mean it just the way it's just different with objects you know coming at you in the road i don't necessarily mean like loose objects or other cars or debris there was nobody on the highway when i was out um doing it but just i mean it, it, you know you know how you uh watching like star trek or something it's like warp speed or uh you know it's just it, it's a different sensation and your adrenaline definitely pumps i mean it's pretty wild i can see why some people love like the rush of that on tracks when they take their car on a track and honestly, if you need to drive like that, <laughs> that's where you should be. And you got to meet, rent a car, go to a track, dude. You drive all kinds of fast, man. But again, it's just an awful outcome. You know, condolences to to the family, uh, her family. I I don't know what's going to come of this, but it just all all bad, bad, bad outcomes for rugs. And it's it's sad and it's a shame. Um, had you, you got means, you got opportunities to, to not do that. You have you know, rod services that you can call, even if you don't want to take advantage of the team or other players, man, you can call a, call a damn Uber, dude, call an Uber, a Lyft or whatever. They'll get you home or just sleep in the car or go to sleep in the vet. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. It's just lock the door, set the alarm, and go to tra- sleep. Tra- tragic outcome. B- several bad decisions compounded by alcohol, compounded by speed, compounded by bad luck, and bad decisions, bad luck, bad outcomes. It's just a lot of bad. And um, someone paid with their life, and he's gonna likely play, you know, pay with a chunk of time from his, and then his professional career. And it's just, it's, it's just a shame. It's a, it's a shame all the, all across the board, you know. And again, I look. A lot of people make that mistake. Most people don't pay that price. They don't. And a lot of people are very fortunate. Uh, I'm included. Uh, and I look at stuff a lot differently at this point in my life that I did with some of the goofiness I did in my twenties. But I, I look back and, and I know that I'm very lucky. And there are things that I did 20 years ago that I wouldn't dare do at this point in my life. <laughs> yeah, I would not do, yeah. you know. Uh, a, I got a lot more in line um, with my family, with my kids, and with my own life. My sense of mortality is a little different at 44 than it was at 24. That's for damn sure. But it's just, it's one of those things that ends up feeling like such an unnecessary situation because you got the means, you got the money, and you have, you know, uh, whether it's the team or, or different ride services, there's just so many avenues to not make that choice, you know, and impaired judgments, part of it, obviously clearly, but I don't know. I don't remember when Dante Stallworth, how long ago that was that he ended up killing that woman. But I mean, that, that, you know, I mean, this is not like, it was it Leonard little, Leonard Little is the one who really got off. Yeah, I mean, twice. It, yeah, I mean it, it. It's not, you know, it's not the it's not the first time, and we all know it won't be the last time. And it's, you know, I I don't know what else teams need to do, or can do, but, you know, and it's not even necessarily. I mean, we make the joke about the fall guy. It's not about having a fall guy to take the fall for this, but 
you know, it, it's it's about having people that you can rely on to take care of you and to make sure that if you're having a good time or you, you go a little too far with something, that they can get you out of a, a bad situation. Because Lord knows, whether it's Carr, whether it's that team, and they got a whole bunch of crap going on with Gruden and all this BS with the league, I get it. But rest assured, had anybody known that he was in that spot, you know, they, they would have gone and helped extract him out of that scenario. They would have done it. They would have helped him. Carr would have helped him. A random, you know, organi- the organization would have sent a limo or a, I don't know, whatever. That Mark Davis would have gone and picked him up personally. Yeah. Say, hey, man, uh, look, this is Mark Davis. Let's go to my barber. That'll sober him up real quick. Um, I'm going to take you to my barber, bro. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just I, I, people are going to look at it and say there's no excuse at this point. You know, it was stupid. It was immature. It was a bad decision. You essentially killed a woman. You killed a dog. You sat on the curb while they burned to death. Uh, it, it's just it, it's awful outcome. All, bad decision, awful outcome. And what else do you say? You know what I'm saying? Uh, you, you just so many opportunities to not make that decision and that's the choices he made and it cost a woman her life cost him his career i would think and just awful outcome awful outcome terrible i mean and at this point the best thing really like the nfl can do is just use this as a cautionary tale for anybody any player in the league hey look this is what happens when you don't trust your teammates enough to you know, take care of you. I mean, that's, that's in a way, you know, that's as much as it was rugs fault for not choosing that. It's just like, look here that I can see the PSA now. Look, if you're going to go out, either have a DD or call a coach or player to come get you when you're done. Something. Yeah. Something have, have, make your own safety net, dude. Nobody's telling you, I mean, you know, we're we're all old man yells at cloud. Man, stay home and drink. Stay home and party. I mean, I had my club in days too. I mean, I get it. But although for us it was more like cosmic bowling. I don't know how much clubbing I actually did. That was that was more like when Shannon, when you and I were working at the radio station, and we had to go to like, <laughs> you know, down to the bottom. We were like, all right, it's two o'clock in the morning. We gotta go. Let's drop this. Let's drop the station van back. <laughs> Bro, Dude. I was on a struggle bus at two in the morning. I was I on the struggle bus at twelve. That was when Lily was a baby. I know. You're in those. I know. Shift days. I'm just glad I never forgot to put the mask down. You know what I mean? You, you'd, <laughs> you'd park the van. You had to get the antenna up, and it would. It would you'd run that gigantic thing up for like live remotes. <laughs> Can you imagine? Dude, if, yeah. I'm just, I'm, was so much fun. I'm just glad we weren't one of the dummies that you know did something stupid where you end up on a video where you drive under an overpass. You know, you oh, have to, oh, oh, if, if, whoops! If one of our dumbasses had torn up a station van, that would have sucked. But um, no, big daddies, man. They we, weren't paying us, so you know. Yeah. No, I, well, fault. I ended up. I, I stayed past the internship. I worked. I worked there for a little bit longer up until like the the infamous PL meltdown and then that all kind of went to hell. But, but anywho, just, is that when they went corporate? Uh, I did, well, there, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. It was a fun ride. The, the two, uh, I've, I've, <laughs> I always like to tell people, you know, I've done a lot of like random stuff in my life. I, I interned at the Virginia general assembly, which was super interesting. I did and, that too. <laughs> you know, that was really cool. I still love the fact that, uh, when they brought in like, moonshine to the ga i thought it was hilarious 
Um, they're like trading like bottles of moonshine up at the Virginia General Assembly. It was just a riot to me. Uh, but some of the stuff that they would do behind the scenes where like regular people are like, what do you mean they're doing that? And I'm just like, <laughs> bro, you just don't know. Um, but stuff that would happen, the, the backstabbing and the viciousness that were part of what was going on at the GA and also at the radio station. I mean, it's, it's tough, man. There's some real ugliness in people and some real ugliness, you know, uh, in certain situations. I mean, that stuff is real. And, uh, some of that was very evident, uh, in radio. There's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of climbers and a lot of backstabbers, man. It's, it's, it's a rough industry, dude. And there was some of those shenanigans, you know, at the GA, man. I mean, there's just, you know, people that want to make a name for themselves and are willing to just, you know, drive right over you if that's what it takes to do it. There's a lot of cutthroat people, man. Um, sometimes we respect the outcome, but, you know, we don't see the, the everything that gets kind of trampled along the way. Uh, so there were really interesting environments to work in and be in and see some behind-the-scenes stuff. And you're like, woo, that's ruthless, bro. I will tell you the one thing that really shocked me is one time and I was with uh, whatever the PBS station is and there was a debate going on and it was fucking heated as hell. It was Democrat, Republican going at it, going at it. You Mm -hmm. thought that you're going to have to send in police officers to separate this shit. Well, they break for lunch, which means we we broke for lunch. Mm-hmm. And then as we're going out, we see the two dudes that were arguing go out and have lunch together, laughing their asses off. Oh yeah, like it's over. But you know, did you see it, the looks on their faces? <laughs> so you know, there's a little bit of theatrics. Oh, of course there is. They know. They know. They're well aware. A little uh, bit of theatrics there. So yeah. Uh, one one thing one thing that helps diffuse like certain things, man, for all the people on the struggle bus with stuff. Feel free to ask yourself anytime you're getting really riled up about something, or you're really pissed off about you know people fighting or like shenanigans or whatever. Uh, ask yourself, is this about me? <laughs> if you're taking it personally and you're getting that riled up, and sometimes just remind yourself that sometimes <clears throat> these are theatrics, and people do it to get a rise out of other people. And it's really not about you. It's about getting a reaction out of you. <laughs> and sometimes if you remind yourself of that, you can be like, let me take a step back and just, I'll watch the show. <laughs> whether it's sports, whether it's politics, let me watch the show. And uh, you get you get out of the fray. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and you can just, you know, uh, not that you're impartial. You, we all have our own little biases on certain things or the stuff that we want. Uh, but it is interesting sometimes if you can remove like, you know, feeling like it's some personal vendetta or whatever against you or against your beliefs, uh, and you can kind of take a step back and observe it and see it, you can, you'll, you'll process it differently. And it, that's an interesting perspective. And it, it, I think that's something a lot of people have to develop. And hopefully most of us have developed it by like at the point we're at now, other than Mark, cause he's still in his twenties, but the rest of us have refined that and developed that by now. I'd, li- I'd like to credit all the episodes of Fargo that, that Mark has undoubtedly watched with helping to really uh, solidify his ability to do that. I'm just saying. Maybe. Anyway, we've gotten a little bit off track and a little bit off tangent. What? Uh, R- Ruggs is Us? Yeah, just a I know. wee bit. I know. R- Ruggs is, is, a ca- is the old cautionary tale, and I, we'll see how that plays out. But it, this is the every 
certain X number of years, there's some tragic scenario, you know what I mean, Um, that involves an athlete or a player. I mean, look, you have the disaster of of stuff that's going on with the NHL right now and the Blackhawks, and, you know, that's ugly as anything. You've got this awful situation with rugs, and it's terrible. And we've certainly been through it. Not that it directly impacted us, but from a sports standpoint, um, you know, we brought up Dante Stallworth. Well, that was a terrible scenario. Uh, and it, it, there's just every once in a while, there's these awful things that happen, um, whether it's bad choices, bad out- outcomes, or whatever. And it's a reminder. And as much as we enjoy sports and we enjoy the stories, they are they're normal people in some capacities. They just happen to be elite athletes, right? And most of them, in the right scenario, are going to make a ton of money or at least be very well off compared to the general population. You know, but there's bad outcomes to bad decisions, and those things manifest in the same way as they do in kind of regular people's lives. And every once in a while, we get a, a very unfortunate reminder that sometimes the shit hits the fan. And, um, you know, Ruggs is going to have a big burden to bear. So I hope he ends up being okay. Uh, I do, but there's not going to be a lot of sympathy for him. And unfortunately he earned that. And it's just, it's a terrible outcome. All right. Well, we need to transition off of that. Cause God bless. That's, that's just sad. Uh, I need to take a pee break too. Yeah. I need to refresh my beverage cause I drank it all. We need a salute o'clock. We got a couple of football things to chit chat about. We have a couple of stories, Derrick Henry and uh, some other stuff to get to, and then we need to go ahead and you know grind out a, a wrap up and a piece out, and we have to throw some birthday love out there. We got a couple of things that we need to hit off the checklist. Um, and we also have to give Aaron Rodgers a bunch of grief for his Rona situation. Fucking moron! How? <laughs> How? How? Yeah. Yeah, and maybe we can be a little more a little livelier just cuz I'm pretty sure we've put Todd to sleep by now. Oh, well, sorry Todd. <laughs> I mean, he is 49, so he this does need true, his old, I mean, he look, does need this oval team now. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. How do you fuck that up? How do you fuck that up? Dummy. Uh, are, are we going to chip in and give him the pens next year? The pen, what Penzi spices? Depends. Oh, depends. No, no, no. That might not be a bad idea. <laughs> but but uh, you telling me we got to ship something to Todd for end drip? Like where are we going? <laughs> 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 ship him something before he ships his pants. I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, is he gonna go from <laughs> ships? Is he, gonna, is he gonna go from two beers tooting to like what? I don't know where would we go. Wait, wait, well, where, he's where would he go? He would go too. everywhere. That's why he would need the pens. Like, where would, where would he go? Pr- I'm actually proud of Todd. He's actually leveled up the three beer studing at this point. So, well, clearly you've already given him the depends. True story. Look okay. at that. They are highly absorbent. And. and yeah. All right. Let, let's All right, break let's, it, and then we'll okay. give some props after. All right. Let, let, let's get a fresh beverage and then just have a little. Oh my God! We did an hour and a half. How did that just happen? It's what we do. Incredible. It, you know that's true. Thanks a lot for bringing up uh, the depressing segment, Shannon. Thanks, dude. I was in a depression last week, so you're welcome. So, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, unfortunately it was my 
mine's mine frame last week, so it sucks. <laughs> yeah. What can I say except you're welcome? Look, man, you know if you're having a bad you're if you're having a bad chunk, bad day, bad time, man, you can reach out. One of us will be here for you. We might roast you, but one of us will be here for you. <laughs> you know Your that. Story. We, 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 will, we will make fun of you, but we will give you the love. I understood. You and, know that. Beer helped me through that, too. So I also understand that. All right. Well, let's, <laughs> let's refresh. Let's refresh <laughs> and relieve the bladder, refresh our beverages. We, yes. need, a, we need a salute to clap. I need some Depends now. So Yes, you do. And, and some pearls. Talk to Jock. All right. All right. Uh, we'll take a quick, a quick break. We'll be right back in, a, in just a moment. Woo! As always, with the Sports Brew, thanks for putting up with our garbage. Todd's going to say, hey, this is a boring episode, yo. I wanted stupidity. Oh, uh, this way. We'll, we'll see what happens. We got heavy topics. Who knows? We'll just Maybe we'll just make fun of your birthday and you wearing Depends and pissing yourself. Maybe that's enough. Anyway. All right. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be the fail horn that needed those things. Oi, oi. This but is, wait, there's more. But wait, this is a bad direction. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> yes, sir. I had to uh, stretch our legs, take a little break. It got a little heavy there. And uh, we're going to go ahead and have a tone shift and, uh, you know, whew, kind of lighten the mood a little bit. And... Um, I think it's time for a salute o'clock, gentlemen. I think I think we we got to do it. We got to do it, or we got to brew it, if you will. That also works. So, look, I've got a fond assortment of tasty beverages here. While I'm at home, right? While I'm at home <laughs> at my own house, getting getting uh, uh, slightly uh, inebriated and enjoying the ride, which is what we do here at the Sports Brew. Uh, I've got my absolutely fantastic Jack and Mexico. One of my favorites. Oh, man, I always love these things. Mm. So good. And, <laughs> and this will come as no surprise to anybody since I have been collecting them from all the total wines in the area. But I'm still enjoying the old, bro- <sighs> the, the old Broken Skull IPA. I know, I know. I, I've got a whole bunch of other beers that I've been enjoying. Uh, but it, it feels like every time we record, I'm drinking this. Uh, again, I, I like the beer. It's not uber heavy. It doesn't sit on me too hard. You know, I mean, there's times you like somebody to sit on you a little bit hard. You know what I'm hey, saying? Hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> there are times you want to take the spread and take the over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but. <laughs> Woo. Uh, <laughs> Woo. Good thing your wife doesn't listen to this. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's an accurate statement. Uh, all our wives who the fuck are you kidding (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) all our wives actually they don't listen to this crap uh i I was we were cleaning out some stuff and doing some donations and i found a whole bunch of my old elliot in the morning smell my face (laughs) t-shirts nice (laughs) and i was like sarah what do you think should i I break this out and wear it she was like no (laughs) (laughs) i don't i can't even tell you the last time i saw a smell my face t-shirt uh, I don't know if, if that's still a thing with Elliot in the morning or not, but it does. I make- haven't heard him say it in a while. Yeah. I've actually been listening to him the last few weeks, taking the kids to school. So I haven't heard the smell of my face. Yeah, well, that- he may have referenced it a couple of times, yeah. but not, not like relevant. Yeah, but I, I definitely still have a couple of those, and, and I pulled them out. It just it just brought back memories of 
at what was that like oh six i guess mm. 2006 or so um that sounds about right and just just laughing and it, it cracked me up so i did not donate those i kept those uh, maybe i'll maybe i'll wear one for a chili cook-off just for fun but anyway so yeah the old broken skull ipa and the very uh, as always very tasty mexico look i know we, look we didn't record last week uh, it sort of worked itself out because I wanted to be able to enjoy the Thursday night football game, which ended up being fantastic because that was uh, the Packers and the Cardinals, and that was nuts. And then I ended up getting my booster shot, uh, my Rona booster, on Friday, and I had a I had a lot of nap time, man. Oh my lord, I slept like a, I slept like a champion. It may have been that um, Adroit Theory IPA I had once I got home. But uh, about eight o'clock, man, I was done. I slept from eight, like I don't know eight or eight thirty to like seven the next morning. We did soccer with Logan, and then we got home and I went to sleep again at about ten o'clock or ten thirty and slept till four. <laughs> so, but I did my booster, and then I had my flu shot on Monday, and we signed our kids up to get their uh, their Pfizer shots. Uh, we're doing that, uh, you know. My kids are five and seven, and uh, we're, we're gonna go ahead and get them up, you know immunized er, vaccinated we'll have that done and it's going to give me you know as a parent a, a lot of peace of mind so but anyway some tasty beverages hoorah shannon what you got brother dude i'm rolling with the og uh the 2021 edition of the hardywood gingerbread stout what no benny in the fest oh god that shit's <laughs> terrible mm. do better hardywood do better man harsh that's it. That's all you got. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've, I've got like side beers, but that's uh, uh, yeah, whatever. Hardy with GBS, baby. There you go. Rolling deep, rolling strong. Woo! Uh, there you Ra- go. Randy, what you got, bro? Well, as I said, <clears throat> as I told you guys last week, uh, I went to North Carolina, and so since you know we figured we would stop at a Wegmans and pick up some North Carolina, you know, brews since. I mean, yeah, we get some down here, but just some stuff I normally don't normally don't try. So I got myself an Aviator Brewing Company. It's a beer called Black Mamba. Mm. It is an oatmeal stout, and it's a uh, pretty badass can. Sweet, some good can art. Yeah, it oh, is. Yeah, yeah. it's not too bad. Um, uh, I th- you know, I'll enjoy the four pack, but uh, yeah. Penny obviously Penny had to get herself some bad penny beer while she was down there. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh I was surprised seeing like Sierra Nevada and a couple other ones that we normally drink that there's have they have breweries down there. I was pretty surprised by that. Oh. Well I'm glad y'all had a good time down there and you know I I forget whose whose birthday were you going down there to celebrate? So my buddy Jeff's his was during the week and then his wife Lauren's was actually that Saturday. So we were going down there to surprise Jeff nice. for his birthday, but it was all around a lot of fun. Got to play "What Do You Meme" and drank a lot of tasty beverages, and yeah, it was a fun time. Good, good. Well, happy birthday, Jeff, and Jeff's wife. Oh, <laughs> woo! <laughs> Mark, what you got, bro? Yes, sir. I am enjoying a uh, delicious uh, flying dog pool hopping deck beer. Man, that's a mouthful. Yeah, it is. It's delicious. 
Mark, I, I gotta ask, when was the last time you had a magic hat number nine? Um, it has been a little, uh, a bit too long. It hasn't been quite as long as you might think. I, I don't see it as often as I would like. And that, that was like me. your jam for years. Oh, absolutely. I, I love it. And I still do it. I, I haven't lost any love for it, but, uh, yeah, I don't see it as much as I'd like to around here, but I would bet I've had it within the last six months. So, oh. I mean, not, 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 uh, definitely don't have it as often as I'd like to, but, uh, don't Magic worry, that, Hat is still super delicious. That Magic Hat number nine is probably hanging out with that cable you forgot to send me with these headphones I bought from you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Magic Hat, that takes me back. How many just parties kidding. did we have where we just bought 12 packs of Magic Hat and just oh went to town? God. That's so, all right. So, uh, so good. Uh, we definitely had some phases with certain beers. I mean, we had our our Dogfish Head sixty run, uh, or at least I did. Um, we had a Dogfish Head ninety run at least until Barfwin blew up my bathroom. Um, <laughs> we definitely had a Magic Hat number nine run. Yeah, yeah, it's just funny, man. It's just funny to think back to some of those periods uh, of life. Uh, I, I remember back when I was uh, at VCU and I was running that uh, car lot. And we would hang out with Penny when she lived on in that apartment on Roseneath with that with that crackhead girl. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's some fun memories. Uh, but and we had Yingling parties, man. I would just go. We would a couple of us would go. We would just get like a twelver of Yingling. We would just go hang out and just crush, just crush Yinglings, man. That was our jam for a little chunk of time. And uh, I still drink a Yingling from time to time, but it's not like I'm like, oh, give me a Yingling, man. Gotta have it. Um, I've moved on. My, my palate has shifted a little bit, uh, but it is it is it is fun to think back to certain periods, man. It's good. It's good times. Good memories. I may have forgotten the cable, but hey, I got you a surprise fart gun and um, you know uh, some ball wipes and a few other you know sorted good <laughs> goodies. Goody, so you know, come on. Yeah, you, that's true. You also got me this koozie that's like, are you drunk? Yes, no, and the X is written like, <laughs> off to the side, and it's uh, this is that drop it, pop it, punch it. I don't, I don't know, uh, I don't know quite when I'm gonna rock the. You know, let me just suck this whole. Be- you know, drinking I- IPAs are not like a, a great beer to be like. Let me drink this in 15 seconds. They're not no, really good but, beers but, for that. But no, but we all we all have one. We should all. Well, I guess I don't know if Shannon did. If anybody, any or got uh, Shannon's to him, but. Uh, um. Yeah, we we should do it sometime on the on the on the podcast. We'll what? get we'll get some good Till death to us party. Yes, sir. Oh, really? We all have one of these. Like, well, there's I unless I screwed up. I should have sent. Maybe I didn't send. Shannon, Shannon do you have? I was one? gonna say I don't think I got yours. Oh, <laughs> I remember you talking don't about worry. it, last Shannon. Year. It's hanging well, out with my cable. It's gonna turn up soon. Don't worry about it. <laughs> if I have it in my bag, then it'll get it'll get sent. But uh, we can we can all get some some canned beers that we can you know easily uh, crush. And, that yeah. will uh, I, you know what when it's like one of those like summer game drinking beers, I'll still like roll with some Coors Light. Oh yeah, if it's hot as balls. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. yeah. 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 Because you, you can't crush like a 12 percenter in you know, a certain oh, kind of weather. God, you're, no. Oh, my God. You're, you're, you're miserable. Good God, man. <laughs> can, can you imagine it's like 90 degrees and, and the humid as hell and like Shannon's out there trying to like blow through a GBS? No. <laughs> nope. Nope. No. Hells to hell the no. no. That's a bad no, idea. You. That's a bad idea, bro. But yeah, uh, well, you know, I, I don't think I can do I, I certainly can't do the Miller High Life anymore. Oh. That, that period of my life is gone. 
Well, can't do the champagne. <laughs> no, no, no champagne. <laughs> no champagne. There's no, there's no, there's no sex in the champagne room, dude. Champagne room is done. Peeber. Peeber. I had my peeber phase. Lord knows I drank my fair share of dollar peebers along the way. Oh, I still uh, like this peeber on tap. I really do, and it's in the right, in the right, right, uh, right space. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, th- this to me is a. I got to drop a Coors Light up in this bad boy, and uh, that I could totally crush, man. It's I mean, but that's hydrating. That's not even drinking. Well, of course, and I hope. I mean, if, I hope you're using your your uh, the red koozie because that thing is a beast. I do like the red koozie. It's very handy. I was uh, showing. Uh, thank you for that, by the way. That you're was welcome. in my oh, goodie bag with the fart gun. Uh, Logan, by the way, uh, uh, shot the fart gun at me uh, repeatedly <laughs> and quite frequently. He, he got a he got a big kick out of that. I think he was hoping it would make a more distinct fart noise, sure. and I was like, no, it's a fart smell, bro. Um, but so he would sneak up behind me if I wasn't paying attention, and he would like aim the fart gun at my head and shoot the fart gun. Yeah. Like father, like son. You yeah, know. I, I know. I like it. So, yeah, something like that. There, there's days I think that's awesome, and there's days where I, I'm like, not today, please. Yeah, not, I get that. Today is not the day. Today is not the day for a full dose of mini me. Give me a today. break. <laughs> Jesus. Today, yeah. today is a no bones day. Let's not do that. <laughs> Don't do that. So, but anywho, but, but yeah, uh, that red one, because it's neat because you can do a regular can, a bottle. I think it does three. Yeah. I don't understand how it works, but yeah, you can fit any size like bottle or can for the most part, almost any. And it's, it's phenomenal and it's keeping nice and cold. And so, yeah. uh, yeah. Well, they just, they just have different rigid. It's kind of like the red solo cups where they're like, did you know, like the, the lawns and red solo cup mean this? And, you know, I'm like, oh, right. wow, that's pretty neat. This for <laughs> right. liquor, this for wine, this for that. Well, it just has these little ridges in it, you know, and th- it's just designed to be compatible with multiple things. I think the only thing I couldn't drop in it, because the bottles were fine, the regular cans were fine, I don't think it did like the uh, the tall boy fat cans. I don't think it did that. But, awesome. um, yeah. for, you know, for the majority of stuff that's floating in the fridge, man, super handy. So that, that I appreciate that. That was very nice of you. Thank you very awesome. much. I'll for, I'll, I will forgive you for the cable. For that. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate that. It's, it's on the way. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Anyway, all right. I believe you had a, uh, a an addendum to the, the to the uh, salute clock, sir. I did. I did. I, I I thought we definitely should uh should should also raise it up for um you know really really sad news this week that Ernie Johnson's uh, son that he, that he adopted uh, who had uh, muscular dystrophy, I believe. Um, passed away at, at 33 and uh i mean anybody i mean you know anybody who knows nba uh definitely should know the the nba on tnt crew and, and ernie johnson a couldn't be more perfect to be the head of that and b i just love when there's any anybody on in any public forum uh, but certainly in this this regard, sports, where I don't think I've ever heard a bad thing about Ernie Johnson. I, I, I'm pretty convinced that what you see is what you get. He's incredibly sharp on basketball. He's an incredibly nice guy, uh, very funny, perfect guy to lead that crew. And, um, yeah, just really sad news. Uh, so, but but also, you know, uh, raise a glass in, in, in happiness that he, he – I don't think they ever possibly expected that he'd, he'd live as long as he did. So, I mean, that's – you know, it's obviously always bittersweet. Um, 
and and still incredibly sad, but you know, glad that you know Ernie and his wife uh, adopted him and got to enjoy as many years as they did with him. Yeah, raise a glass in his honor. Absolutely, salute. <clears throat> salute. All right, Mark. Let me ask you something, man. Yeah. Um, I, none of us here are like big Browns fans or anything like that. But what do you make of? And there's a lot of NFL stories. I mean, we got Derek Derek Henry's injury, which is, you know, it sucks. Uh, obviously, for anybody that's in fantasy football, you got Derek Henry that blows. But from a real world standpoint, incredible football player had a tremendous year last year, and you know, was having a. Um, you could nitpick some inconsistencies, but having a obviously an impact this year and super integral for the Titans. So that injury is is huge. But as a Giants fan, you experience some of the like the best parts of of Odell Beckham, right? And it's it's just like I don't know. It's getting dramatic. You got his pops posting the stuff on Instagram, throwing Baker Mayfield under the bus, and Cleveland's been a mixed bag for him, you know. But what do you make of the OBJ, I don't know, saga with the Cleveland Browns? And where the hell do you think this goes, man? Uh, man, it's really tricky. I, 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 first off, I'll admit I haven't read as much about the uh, stuff with his dad or any of that stuff. So I can't really weigh in too much on that. Obviously, I, like That was said, an 11-minute video that, that his, his dad posted on Instagram. I mean... He's been injured for parts of this year. Uh, it was was injured to start the year, and so certainly I don't think at any point we've seen him uh, really at full strength uh, with the Browns yet this year. But it's never really super clicked. I mean, I, I uh, kind of like I say with a lot of athletes, and maybe sometimes it's hyperbole and 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 you know not quite as true as it should be. But you know, I, I don't think that he's forgotten how to be an elite receiver. I just don't think that it's you know um, like I said I just don't think it's quite you know clicked like 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 you know they would want to and so I don't know I it's it's it seems like it's not turning itself around um, he's just not getting you know I don't know he's not doesn't seem to be getting a lot of targets so I can understand you know he may be unhappy and his dad may be unhappy but I also I, I don't know I don't know all the ins and outs. It just doesn't seem like it's clicked since he's really been there. I mean, I don't think that anybody feels like he's been stellar. I mean, maybe he's had a couple of quality games, but overall I don't think he's been stellar with the Browns at any points. And maybe he's never going to be quite the you know elite receiver that he was with the Giants. Maybe that time has passed. I don't know. But uh, I am often a proponent of believing that certain guys, you know, I mean, every team has his identity. And maybe he just doesn't fit there. And maybe if we get him, you know, or he gets into a new scenario, that's all he needs is a new environment. Um, I, I, my, my favorite player in the past that I used to use that with a lot was uh, Tony Romo. I mean, I, 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 as much as I may not like the Cowboys, I was super respected Romo on the field. Dude was a hustler. He, he you know, was super fun to watch with his capability and uh, certainly took a lot of hits, a lot of abuse, you know, um, on his body. But always got back up and, and, and tried to play his heart out for that team, but just could never get over the playoff hump. And to me, maybe maybe not, but it just seemed like maybe a change of environment was what he needed and or what he what he would have needed and maybe he could have gotten had some more, you know, playoff success, you know, with another team. He never got that opportunity. Um so 
I don't know. I, I'm hard pressed to think that anything is going to super resolve itself with Cleveland. It's always tough when you know family is doing nonsense because you know I don't blame Odell for that. Uh, but it's a bad look. It's it's obviously a bad look. I mean, I think you know Mahomes has obviously been having to deal with it some with his idiot younger brother, and you know <laughs> obviously you know the 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 biggest example. Um, of course, not blanking on the name. Uh, the the, the Ball family uh, with their you know jackass dad um that that's that's i mean with him Stay in your lane. With, yeah with him i mean i just don't think you're ever gonna be able to get away with away from that um you know i, I think the only thing you can do hope is you know the players you know play well enough to kind of somewhat keep their dad in the shadow and i mean lamella ball was you know <laughs> just puns right there just balling out and certainly surprising me with how well he was playing as a young player i mean um, two out of three in bad Right? Yeah. yeah that's, that's pretty yeah. damn good, dude. It, it, it absolutely is. So, you know, you, you, you hope you can kind of keep your dad from ruining too much of your, you know, future with teams by being t- too stupid on the side. Um, but he's never going to shut up. We know that. So, anyway, um, I don't blame Odell for what his dad does, but I don't know. It just I don't know that it, Odell seems as inspired um, and I don't know if that's just from not being as healthy and the team is obviously struggling. We know that he's obviously had some, you know, reactionary issues and, and some behavioral issues that's, you know, I haven't always put in the best lights. I sometimes viewed that more as passion than a negative. I, I don't mind a guy who's fiery. Yes, you want them to direct it to their play on the field. And I, I guess I think a lot of times with the Giants, that's what he did. Um, I mean, certainly the the one finger catch or the excuse me the two finger catch or well, two three whatever um, against the Cowboys <laughs> will forever be one of my favorites. You know, highlights you know really of anything football ever. Yeah. I mean, dude's being dragged to the grounds and still makes this one handed catch behind his body. It uh, doesn't even make sense. People want to you know highlight the gloves so much, but and they help. But you know, glove. I can't go out there with that glove on and, and make that catch. I can't. I probably can barely make a two-handed catch uh, wearing gloves or not gloves. You, so you know what's wild to, to think back with Beckham is when he did that. That really wasn't a thing. Part of what made that catch so special, you just didn't see a lot of that. You know what I mean? Yep. You, you yep. really Everybody's didn't. Doing it. And now a whole bunch of people do. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you see that catch far, that style of catch far more than you ever used to. Sure. And, I, think, uh, I think that there's a lot of practice there. Because, um, yes. yeah, it's not just not something you're naturally going to be able to do. Um, I would argue that I don't know that too many people still match that, <laughs> quite that level. But I, I get it, yes, one-handed catches and, and some some pretty absurd ones. And, I mean, yeah, a lot in the pros, but even even in college some. I mean, yeah. I feel like there was a couple of college highlights recently that were ridiculous. So, um, anyway, there's a lot of crazy athleticism out there, so I, I, I get it. But, uh yeah. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll stop the babbling and just say that my lean is thinking that he, he needs a change of environments. And uh, I don't know. I would hope I would I would think the name still carries enough weight that, yeah, you're not going to get quite as top tier talent as you, you would have, um, you know, taken it back a few years for sure. But I don't think that he's just a dump kind of guy. Like, I don't, I don't think that they just need to dump him for nothing. I mean, that that wouldn't you know, make a lot of sense, I would think. Uh, as, as I often love, maybe a happy medium somewhere in the middle, they can find uh, some decent value to get out of them. 
Well, uh, I mean, obviously we're post-trade deadline at this sh- point. Sure, but, sure. You know, I mean, you'd think if, if somebody cobbles together a 12-minute or 11- or 12-minute video of <laughs> Baker Mayfield missing missing Odell Beckham Jr. with passes, that that's a fair amount of time to invest in compiling that video. Yeah, right? it's not and, a great look. No, uh, it, it, it's a bad look. And uh, I, I think the, the most reasonable comment is that it's a fit issue. Yeah. And maybe what they thought he could be with Jarvis Landry and Baker Mayfield just isn't what it is. Now, some of that might be what he needs out of an offense. Some of it might be what the Cleveland Browns just are doing with their offense. Uh, they're obviously, you know, they've, they've got some some quality running backs. And, you know, I, I mean, uh, Baker Mayfield is, is is good. I don't I don't know that. I would throw him in the elite or the great. I, I don't know. I wouldn't put him in that category at this moment. But but he's a competitor, and he certainly has aired it out from time to time. But I just I don't know that that's a great fit, you know. Uh, and no. Beckham has had a couple of moments and a couple of games where he's done amazing things and tremendous things. But I think he needs to be featured in a way that it's just unlikely to happen there. I mean, that is really Jarvis Landry and running backs. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe some of its personality, some of its, I just I, there's layers to it. But to have that come out from pops near the trade deadline, to have LeBron interjecting, free, you know, hashtag free OBJ, there's some drama there. And so, uh, you know, they 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 floated out the trade. You know, they couldn't get any takers on that with uh, you know agreeable terms. Well, that's a really big contract someone's going to have to eat. Yeah, well, I mean, that would probably be one of those things where you know, the Browns would have to eat some of the money um, to get somebody to bite on it. And that's doable, but you'd have to get somebody to agree to that. So, yeah, there's some compensation. There's concerns about, you know, if he's not a fit there, is he a fit with another team? Um, I mean, it, that's a strong – it's a big personality. It's a strong personality. And quite frankly, I think for – uh, for all the talent he does have, I believe Beckham still has greatness in him. Uh, obviously, injuries have hurt him a little bit, um, but I think if if you could pair him, if you could put him in a situation that's a better fit, I think you could you could you know pull some of that great back out of him. I I believe it's still there. Yeah. You know, is, is he yeah. ever gonna is is it ever gonna match kind of his peak with the Giants? Maybe not, right? Um, but I, I, there's still slices there. He's not. I mean, it's not like he's 35. You know, he's young enough. I know he's had some injuries. I think there's there there's chunks of it that are still there with a better fit. I would kind of go with what you're talking about, Mark. And it, I think it's a fit issue at this point. And I don't think Cleveland's a good fit for him. I don't like, you know, the dad's Instagram thing. Ugh, not a great look. I don't know how that plays out the rest of the year. Uh, I mean, people were asking Baker Mayfield if he needed it, like, you know, if there was going to be some kind of apology about it. Uh, it, It's obviously going to get a lot of just scrutiny in the press and scrutiny in social media, and that probably is going to make it worse. He got excused from practice. There's been chatter that he's done with the Browns. He's not really part of the team anymore. I mean, that seems to be such a waste of him. And of his talent, I mean, who knows? Maybe they just end up just riding out the whole year and releasing them or trading them, or you know, maybe they release them in, in the in season. I, I don't know, man. It's just it's a shame, but I, I think the 
I think that's a fit problem. More than anything. Scheme and fit. And for whatever optimism they had about how he was going to work there with Landry, uh, how it was going to work out there, it hasn't lived up to that. And I don't, I, at certainly at this point you go, I don't think, you know, it won't, it, it just won't, but I hope he finds a better home. (laughs) He's one of those players. That's kind of a mixed bag where some people are going to hate on him or they don't like his personality and some of the other baggage that comes with him. And I look, I totally get it. Okay. I get it. You can drop some diva on him if you want, but I think in the right situation with the right quarterback, right coach. There's a lot of value that is still there. And I hope that as a from a purely a fan standpoint, not a fantasy, not a Cleveland, none of that stuff, but just as a fan of football, he's a he's an interesting dude and people gravitate towards interesting stories and interesting players and that's what he is. So I hope that he finds a better fit and a better home uh, for his career going forward. I do. He's a draw. Absolutely. And, and I think the only other thing I would say is, I mean, that that's, you know, as we say with some other players, like obviously at a certain point in your career, you may have to recognize, you know, not only do I perhaps need a, a, a new fit, new team, but, you know, we'll also need to, you know, accept a, a new reality that, you know, perhaps I'm not, not going to be the star. I'm not going to be the elite guy. I'm not going to be the number one. Um, and, and I, I reckon, I mean, he's obvious, obviously he's not the number one with Cleveland, no matter what, no. uh, but, you know, but just to recognize that, you know, in a new setup, that's still going to be the case. I mean, you know, and, 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 you know, I'm not remotely saying that I think suddenly he's a, you know, you know, bench guy or anything like that, but you know, something in the middle, uh, uh, number two, maybe a slot guy might, might want to play around with him. See, see, you know, I mean, depending on, obviously there's so many, landing spots that he could could be in uh if there was any chance for him to come back to the giants i'd be like sure um certainly we, you know uh <laughs> with, with 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 health and everything like that we could did you have a beckham use... jersey um i never did i never did get a beckham jersey for some reason i thought uh, you had one okay no i think i thought about it but uh i think the what was the most recent uh, i got well i guess the most recent Giants jersey I got was a custom for my my mother in law. Uh, prior to that, it was probably the, the Jacob jersey was the last Giants jersey oh, I had. That's going um, back. And then then prior to that, uh, Shockey. Um, good old Shockey. Good old. Uh, <laughs> you know you know who loved Jeremy Shockey. Jeremy Shockey. Well, yeah, he did, didn't he? But but who who else? J- Jerry. <laughs> no, Penny. Yeah. Randy, <laughs> don't you remember how much Penny loved Shockey? Uh-huh. That's hilarious. Yeah, Randy doesn't sound too thrilled about it. <laughs> I remember it quite well. Thank you very much. <laughs> but, you know, the thing about Shockey, at least he's not going to have on his resume lost the battle with a kicking net. <laughs> I, I don't remember what game it was. I always loved that gif of Jeremy Shockey where he thought it was a field goal and he went to, like, you know, signal it was good. And then he was like, what? <laughs> I don't remember yeah. what game it was. That was fantastic. I don't, man. I don't either, but that was a great one. Yeah. Um, oh, he's forty-one. So, yeah. Wow. That's been a while since that, he's been in the league. Yeah, that's been a minute. I didn't realize he, that sounds terrible. I didn't realize he was that old. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, fair enough. Jeremy Shockey. That's a throwback. Yeah, absolutely. Did, Randy, did Penny have a Shockey jersey? Um, no, she did not. Are you sure? 
I'm pretty I, sure. I thought somebody gave her a Jeremy Shockey jersey somewhere along the line. It wasn't me. I know it wasn't you. <laughs> Man, I, I, you know, I, I remember, I think it was at the house on Cutshaw. And I, Mark, I can swear you were there. And it was one of these... Uh, Maybe it was Sunday night or Monday night football, and it was Redskins, Giants, man. Oh, God. I remember just some awful games with you assholes, all these <laughs> Giants fans. It was miserable. Miserable, <laughs> I tell you. I, oh I, I remember one of the times uh, at your current house that uh, we were all together. I'm pretty sure it was for Giants, Washington, and, and just other shenanigans. And uh, and, and you, you let me rock the, uh, the fat seahorn, which uh, I appreciated. Yeah. I still um, got the fat seahorn jersey. I, I, I have no doubt. <laughs> but, uh, good times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jokes with that one. Anyway, well, I guess we better start buttoning up a couple of things. As all of a sudden, it's like two twenty in the morning. Yes, yes. Uh, Sh- we, Shan- Sh- I don't know if you noticed, but Shan- Shannon had to uh, had to peace out. No, that's okay. Shannon's probably like, I can't deal with all this giant conversation. I'm out of here. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, here we are talking about Jeremy Shockey. My God, <laughs> throwback. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll see what happens with OBJ. Oh, golly, excuse me. By the way, kudos to uh, uh, <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger and, and some of the other Steelers players for trolling Mike Tomlin uh, by wearing USC gloves in practice. <laughs> that I thought was fantastic. Uh, they even tried to get the USC fight song played. Uh, of course, for anybody that missed it, there was uh, Carson Palmer was on with uh, DP or uh, Dan Patrick and was talking about you know, the rumor mill and, and, you know, USC coaching candidates and Tomlin came up and uh, that morphed into its own thing. So, but anyway, Tomlin, of course, denied all that. Never say never, but never kind of thing. So that was, was pretty funny, but I, I love the fact they trolled him. Uh, also, I do want to say, um, look, uh, uh, Vikings and Cowboys, uh, God bless. It was a hell of a ride for Cooper Rush. I think my favorite part of that in between – you know, the Packers fan of me goes, ha ha, suck it again, Vikings. Uh, but I do think as a fan of football, how great was it to see Cooper Rush's dad in the stands just so happy and so excited um, with that win, uh, with Cooper Rush getting that win and making some pretty clutch plays over the course of that game. Uh, I, I know that you, you can laugh. And look, I dealt with Kirk Cousins in Washington Lord knows how many arguments I had with people about about Kirk Cousins, and he's kind of the same guy in Minnesota. You know, gets some stats, gets some garbagey stats, uh, does not do you know all that great in prime time games, uh, and just seems to be a bit of a waste. But uh, some of this is also just a credit to the Cowboys, who quite frankly are better this year than I think uh, some people may have expected, particularly with. Um, and, and they made the right decision. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I think for the, for the health of, of Dak over the long haul, over the course of the season, go ahead and hold him out, man. You know, get him, get him some rest, get him right. You need Dak healthy for the back back chunk of the season in the playoffs, not a game against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, but Cooper rush, good job getting that done, hitting, you know, Amari Cooper in the corner of the end zone on first and uh, on first and goal to, to seal that. Uh, I thought I read somewhere that it was the first like touchdown pass in the NFL where the quarterback's first name was the wide receiver's last name or something goofy or something weird. Uh, but that that was that was kind of neat. But seeing the uh, parental elation was kind of fun, man. Kind of fun. The Vikings, by the way, 
most losses and most games decided by one possession this season. They have six games decided by, uh, decided by one possession, and four of them are losses. So I, I don't know how good the Vikings are, and not that I'm uh, pulling for them per se. I'm not. Uh, but that's that's an odd team. I don't, I don't know how Zim survives this. I mean, at some point, it, it's Kirk Cousins, it's Zimmer. It, it's just time to reboot that thing, man. <laughs> Because y'all, they can't win when it matters most. At some point, just you have to be a realist for what that team is—a disappointment. So yeah, that's definitely a, one of those weird teams where you—it's like you don't know what you're going to get from week to week. Sometimes they sometimes they can magically pull it out. Sometimes it's just fail. Well, I mean, it, it just it just feels like they're chronic underachievers. Dalvin Cook underachieves. Like they have these moments where you're like, "Oh yeah, all right, they they get this done," and they give you slivers of hope and little bits and, and pieces where you're like, "All right, maybe." Whether it's the defense or, or Cook or Conklin or Kirk Cousins or Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson, like there's enough there that they should be better than they are, and they're just not. They're just not. So. Them's the break. Speaking of disappointments, uh, Mark, how many people do you think ate their ass on that Jets-Bengals game? <laughs> uh, certainly as a survivor pick, I know that was uh, that was a mean one for uh, a whole lot of people. Oh, so rough. I, I'm still blown away that the Bengals just throttled the Ravens one week and they, then they lose to the Jets the next. Like That's just uh, unbelievable. Classic trap game. It is a trap game. And kudos to the Jets, by the way. For, for sticking the Titans and sticking the Bengals. Yeah. You know, I mean, they get annihilated by the pay. What was it, like 54 to 13? I mean, they get completely destroyed by the Patriots. <laughs> Bill Belichick hates the Jets. That's one thing I can say. Death, taxes, and Bill Belichick hates the Jets. There's three <laughs> things of certainty in this life. <laughs> uh, but kudos to the Jets. Kudos to Mike White. That was just incredible. But, uh, you know, I and here's the thing, man. You know, the Bengals were up 31 to 20 in the fourth quarter, dude. They were up. You got to finish that game, man. You got to finish that game. Well, Just- and see, I don't don't mind that the Jets won. I think it's awesome. Like I said, I'm a fan of Salah. I, I want to see him succeed as a head sure coach in the NFL. What The one play, though, that bothers me was that helmet-to-helmet hit where – that was a that's a bad call. Where you know the defender is trying to just put his shoulder into the dude's you know right into his waist, and guy comes down and meets him head to head. He initiated the contact. That should have been on the back. That should have been called on him. Yeah, that, that was Todd Johnson. That was a third and eleven, um, and the Bengals defense looked like it was going to hold it. So you had a couple of things going on there. Again, the Bengals were up thirty-one twenty. Uh, and then the Jets close. You got Mike White hitting Ty Johnson, who's dancing down the sideline to stay in, in you know, inbounds and get a touchdown. They have a failed two-point conversion, 31-26. Uh, Bengals get the ball back. Burrow's, you know, pass gets batted in the air by Shaq Lawson, also gets the pick. Um, and then White hits Tyler Croft in the end zone. They break out a Philly special. Crowder hits White in the end zone for a two-point conversion. They're up 34-31, right? And it just it just looks like the Bengals are going to get the ball back because they're going to hold the Jets on third and eleven. Ty Johnson ducks his head down. I, I don't remember the defender's name, but the guy's just going in for a tackle, right? 
He's going in for a tackle, and Ty Johnson ducks his head down, ends up getting helmet-to-helmet contact. He's the one that initiated it, and he gets the flag. Right? And the flag gets thrown, it's in his favor. That's tough, man. I I don't know what else you want the defender to do. There's nothing else he can do. I mean, uh, that 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 made me made me angry too. It's a shit call. Yeah, it's a shit call. Because I, I don't know how you look at that play and watch Ty Johnson lower his head down into the area where the defender's tackling him. How is that the defender's fault? I mean, it isn't. I mean, and the thing is, the guy couldn't have gotten any lower unless he was practically crawling on the ground. He was squatted down pretty low just to try to get under him. Yeah. To make the tackle. No, that's that's one of those where you're like, I understand the intent. That's terrible execution. That 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 just it doesn't feel like that's the spirit of of what that should be, and it hoes the Bengals. So clearly the refs had some money on something else going on, right? No, I'm just kidding. Um, but a hell of a game by Mike White. That's a terrible call. Clearly cost the Bengals. Uh, White ends up picking a picking up a third and one to ice the game. Uh, but look, Mike White threw for 405 yards, three touchdowns, had a t- caught a two-point conversion uh, pass on the go-end score, and joined Cam Newton as the uh, one of two players since 1950 to throw for 400 or more yards in their first career start. Just incredible. Just incredible. By the way, the most pass yards in their first career start, we know Cam Newton's one of them. We know Mike White's one of them. Can you figure out the next two guys? Hmm. I'll give you a hit. One was a Philadelphia Eagle. McNabb? Nope. I'll even give it the year. 2009. 2009. Mm-hmm. Corn on the... <sighs> Damn it. Kevin Cobb, baby. Kevin Cobb, wow. It... Oh, wow. Bad. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. 391. And Son then, of a bitch. and then uh, there's no way anybody's going to guess this one, but Vinny Testaverde in '87 had 369. If you would have said '80s and Bucks, I'd have been like Testaverde. Okay, yeah. It, to be fair, yeah. If I if I'd given you that, probably. But either there's way, only so many quarterbacks in the '80s for, that you would remember from the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny Testaverde is one of them, man. And Doug Williams is another. That's all right. Uh, Mike White also overcame two early interceptions. He became the Jets' first 400-yard passer since this quarterback threw for 481 on Christmas Eve in 2000. Oh, I'm trying to think of all the damn quarterbacks they've had. We were just talking about them. Hey, Testaverde? Vinny Testaverde! <laughs> wow. God, God, I love it. 481 yards, dude. Woo! Anyway, that's amazing. Uh, I will say, I, I do believe that Keelan Cole got robbed. I don't know if you saw that highlight of uh, that non-catch catch late in the first half, but he stuck his hand out to catch the ball. I, that I just thought it was incredible. Um, and I, I had the NFL Network on. Uh, I was doing some some chores in the house, but I'm at the point this year where I don't necessarily watch games. I just, just kind of have the NFL Network on. Uh, and listen to a lot of stuff, which is which is nice because you know this is the first year in a long time. I've like I haven't just avoided everything, but anyway, 
watching this Keelan Cole grab, and I was like, oh, that was incredible. And then they overturned it, and the guys on the NFL Network, NFL Network were like, wait, what? What are you doing? How are you overturning that? I'm so glad that Mike White ended up like firing off a touchdown uh, to Barrios to make sure that they didn't just get completely hosed and robbed by that one. So, anyway, that was a very OBJ-esque catch. I, again, they overturned it, but that was that was that was a badass non-catch catch. <laughs> uh, but kudos to the Jets, man. I think you gotta, you got to give them some love <coughs> and some appreciation for showing up, balling out, uh, getting that done, man. That was a tall order, and whether the Bengals underestimated them or whatever, yeah, you know, any given Sunday applies there. And uh, I, I think Sala and the Jets deserve some gloss because they've gotten plenty of flack, hate, and you know grief for some of their bags of suck and the BSE they've dropped uh, elsewhere in the course of the season. All right, uh, obviously we're we're getting pretty late, so we got to tighten up. Um, I will say one of my favorite games of the weekend, uh, and a little bit biased here, but was certainly the Packers and the Cardinals. Uh, I thought it was a hell of a game, very competitive. Obviously some drama in there. Uh, with the Packers down, Devontae Adams, Lazard. They lose Tunyon like Funyon in that game to a torn ACL. Um, and they still put off the W. Kyler Murray had some tremendous plays. As he, I feel like he always has at least one throw in the course of a game where you're like, no, don't throw that. And then it ends up being like a great bomb to somebody like way, way down the field, man. He had one of those to Hopkins, um, you know, early in that game in the first quarter. And then. You know, he got called for face mask in the defender. So, uh, but that was a dramatic game. Uh, you know, Dylan, Dylan picked up some tough yards. You know, both teams were really just kind of grinding that one out. Uh, you got a lot of drama late with a curious overturn, in my opinion, of an Aaron Jones touchdown, uh, which I was not fond of. But again, I got some bias because I was pulling for the Packers. Uh, but it, it ended up culminating in just an incredible Cardinals goal line stand. Um, and defensive effort. I think this was one of those games that just really lived up to the building. It was one of the best Thursday night football games I think they've ever had. It was certainly the best winning percentage by two teams for a Thursday night football uh, matchup at this point in the season ever. And, you know, certainly kudos to Green Bay, kudos to Rodgers, kudos to that team for going down there uh, shorthanded and finding a way to pull out a win. For the life of me, I don't know that I will ever understand what the hell was going on in A.J. Green's head at the very end <laughs> when the Cardinals had an opportunity. And I, I don't know if that, you know, I've read different things, whether it was an audible. Clearly there was a miscommunication for the play that Kyler Murray thought it was and the play that A.J. Green thought it was. And it was it just, you know, it did not go their way at the end of the game. It was a hell of a pick, too. I mean, it's uh, not like it was an easy interception. No, no, that was a that was a tremendous interception, and, and it's wild to think that that guy was with the Cardinals early in the earlier in the year, dude. The, I mean, that, I have a simpler explanation for AJ Green: uh, the batteries in his controller died. It was one of my favorite memes. Was and a lot of stuff came out of this game, and you had like the Aaron Rodgers getting blown up. <laughs> Laying on the yeah. laying on the ground with like the chin strap on his nose, like that was how a meme. many how many different memes came out of that a lot alone a lot a lot <laughs> it, it was great but I loved the one where it was like you know Madden your opponent is disconnected or your opponent is quit that was pretty funny yeah. 
Um, and then all the stuff with Aaron Rodgers with the with you know getting leveled, uh, and then just being on the ground like whoa, uh, that that stuff was just fantastic. But you know, I, I think this game really lived up to the billing. And if that's you know if we get a rematch uh, of of these of these two teams and they're healthy late in the year, late in the playoffs, I, I think that's going to be tremendous. The Packers, by the way, are the first team to win seven straight games after losing their season opener. Uh, by 35-plus points. Uh, but certainly a, a kudos to the Packers' defense for being all over Kyler Murray uh, for most of that game. That was a hell of an effort, man. That was a hell, hell of an effort. But, yeah, Douglas, uh, definitely an extra bit of gloss for bagging that interception, um, sealing that game up with about 12 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Uh, that's probably a fluky thing. You won't, you won't see that kind of mistake made again. Uh, but the Cardinals paid a heavy price for that. I'm sure AJ Green is is pissed uh, that he did that, but I, I would imagine that's just a miscommunication on, you know, an audible or, or what he was supposed to do. So those things happen. Uh, unlikely we see that again, but I'm glad the Packers <laughs> benefited from that. So, uh, no. well, he's got a week plus more to stew about it, considering he's on the COVID list he, now. He's on the run list. And as as we wrap up, we might as well go, might as well go ahead and get on this, man. I will say, for as as fantastic as as that game against the Cardinals was, maybe not statistically. And I know, Mark, you we had a pretty lively sports brew thread going there. Uh, you seemed a little bit salty about that Cardinals game, which made me extra extra tickled to pile on on a couple of things. But <laughs> but for for Aaron Rodgers, man, I got to tell you. Uh, look, we, we gave Cam Newton a lot of grief. We gave Kirk Cousins a lot of grief. We gave Lamar Jackson a lot of grief about the Corona, you know, getting a shot. And look, there's a lot of different opinions about things. And I, I think there's plenty of players that have gotten vaccinated and plenty, plenty of players that clearly have not. It's frustrating to dance this dance where it clearly feels like there's a little bit of deception or the art of deception kind of going on talking about being immunized. Have you had the vaccine? Yes, I'm immunized. Okay. Well that, you know, you're sending a particular message and that's a little bit disingenuous and you know, it's kind of come home to come home to roost a little bit. I hope that, I hope that that doesn't cost that team. Um, if they're good enough, right. I hope that doesn't cost them a first round buy, you know, or the one seed or home field advantage. Uh, I'm not saying it necessarily would. We'll see what happens with Jordan Love, but that's that's a tough deal. Now you've got the NFL kind of digging around about their their COVID protocols and what he was doing, and you know, was he? I mean, because the articles, you know, the information that's out there seems to suggest that he was following the protocols for unvaccinated players. But there are press conferences he wasn't wearing a mask, right? So how consistently was he following those? We don't know. It's a tough deal. At the end of the day, I'm not so much angry as I am disappointed. And I just, you know, Kirk Cousins, whether you agree with him or not, he owned it. He owned it. He told you where he was, right? You know, and there's other players that are like that too. Cole Beasley. He, he told you where he was. You may not agree with it, but he owned it. You knew. You knew where he stood. I think what bugs me in particular with Rodgers 
is just trying to kind of, I don't know, be cute, outsmart people, be a little deceptive with the language. It just came as a bit of a shock. And I hope he doesn't miss. First of all, I hope he doesn't get really sick. You know, hopefully he's asymptomatic, test positive, no issues, he's good to go, right, Uh, in a week. He's certainly missing this game against the Chiefs. But that he would be back against Seattle. So I hope I hope he doesn't have any real sickness or you know injury or whatever from uh, testing positive if if that's accurate and he does have the Rona. But I am disappointed in how he handled that and how he presented that because it feels disingenuous. It feels deceptive, and um, that bothers me. Well, for all intents and purposes, it really kind of was when you really look at it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, obviously, worst-case scenario is he gets full-blown symptoms and is out for even longer as he recovers. And how much does that really end up hurting them if that's the case? And I get it. You know, not everybody wants to get vaccinated, and you have the people that are just fine getting vaccinated. The caliber of player and what Rodgers means to the Packers, he should have been thinking about that from the word go. There, it's almost just feels like he's like of a mind. I'm going to do what I want to do, and I'll say just enough to to keep people off my back. And, that, and that's really what he did leading up to. Uh, by the way, he just tested positive for COVID, mm-hmm. which. Like, you know, as we know, you know, last week being Halloween. So we know that everybody's having parties. Everybody's mingling. <laughs> no wonder why there go the wide receivers. And here, you know, here goes Rogers now. And, I, it, all, look, the, and all these other players now in the NFL mm-hmm. getting on the COVID list on top of it. I mean, it, it, it's a lot of speculation, but look, I mean, we can't say it's, it's causational, but court, I mean, from a, you know, we can do the correlation, not causation kind of thing. We're right around, right around Halloween. You know, he grew his hair out to, you know, be John Wick and do, and do that thing. Uh, you had the issue with Devontae, Lazard. I mean, who knows what's running through that quarterback room. Uh, one, one of the backup quarterbacks, you know, had an issue with it. I mean, it's just, it's a domino effect to fail. Um, again, just own it. You know, it, it just feels like he was trying to have it both ways talking about, uh, you know, he's immunized uh, and then acting and at at times acting and following protocols for vaccinated players and then at other times following protocols for unvaccinated players. And it just, you know, if you don't want to do the shot, don't do the shot. Just own the damn thing. Just own it. You know, don't present that you are. Don't pretend that you are. Don't don't do the, the little linguistic deflection that you are if you're not you know uh if that's how you feel you don't want to do it don't do it just own it uh uh, my reaction would i would have been like ah well you know get the shot dumb dumb um but you know if you've got legit reasons or concerns own it dude own it people would still disagree but I think there's a different level of respect if you have a well-reasoned position, which he's smart enough to have, have clarified. Uh, maybe he just didn't want to broach that with the media. 
Maybe he doesn't feel like he has to. And and that's fine. You know, he could have said that. He could have certainly been like, well, I'm not going to tell you all my status. I don't believe I should have to. That's that's fine. He could have done that. We, we would have read between the lines, uh, <laughs> made some assumptions about that, uh, which is how that works. But I, I don't know, man. It, it just sour taste in my mouth. I guess one potential bright spot is that it gives him a chance to see Jordan Love in a game. Uh, it's not a preseason game, but a legit, you know, regular season game and, yeah. get, and get a better feel for where he's at uh, or what some of his growth may be. I don't know. Uh, you know, Matt and I went back and forth on this earlier today, and I was like, look, dude, man, they're a better team with Rodgers in there. Let's not kid ourselves. But um, I think it's funny that Aaron Rodgers basically is, is, is living through what he did to Brett Favre, right? Because he is. Yeah. The older mm-hmm. vet, you know, not real thrilled with the young dude, but then he's out, right? He's hurt. He's out. And Rodgers went in and played really well, right? And it, it all of a sudden, Favre became much more expendable than he had been previously. And look, Favre waffled with retirement. That was his own fault. You know, he's the one who went back and forth about it. Now, he's my favorite player. I loved him. But he did screw around with retirement, and it drove people crazy. That's that's a real thing. Well, Aaron Rodgers, basically just Aaron Rodgers himself, right? He he opened the door for Jordan Love to walk right through. What are you doing, bro? Not only do you potentially hurt your team in the short term, not only do you potentially alter the playoff race and situation depending on how the rest of the season plays out but you also just invited Jordan Love to go in and and, and play really really I don't know man bad decision just a bad decision I I don't know what the cost is going to be we won't know that till we see how impacted he is from it and what Jordan Love does with this opportunity it's strange to think about the Brett Favre context and what Aaron Rodgers went through with Favre, and here we are flipping it, and he's he's the old man yelling at clouds, right? <laughs> <laughs> he just is. It's just it's just weird to me, man. But get an opportunity to see Jordan Love. Hopefully, it's a good game. Again, I've got some biases here. The Chiefs are a mess. Mahomes on the struggle bus. That offense on the struggle bus. Teams are playing them differently, defending them differently. That was only a matter of time. I know. I mean, Mahomes is talented enough that they should be able to to scheme and execute their way out of that. Clearly, some of this is a test of patience, but they, they've got their work cut out for them on defense, uh, certainly on offense, and Mahomes is going to be the focal point, you know, the focal point and the center point, which is what he should be on that team. Uh, but, again, either way, I mean, it's a significant game for Kansas City for a lot of reasons, but it's also a significant game for, you know, Green Bay, particularly in the Jordan Love context. I, I don't I don't know how it's going to play out. Um, I hope that Love has a good game, uh, but I'm not so much angry at Rodgers at this point. I just feel disappointed. I just feel disappointed. And, um, you know, just own it. Uh, it's kind of how I felt about the stuff with the Astros. Instead of dancing that deceptive dance, man, just just own the thing. 
I really do believe you know people handle that and react and interpret that differently than you know dancing that dance. You have been immunized. Oh, okay, all right. Is that why you can't play this week? Is that why the NFL has to check on the Packers and uh, check on their uh, protocol? How they're following that? Yeah. Uh, great job. Good job. Good effort, buddy. Good job. So, I just feel disappointed. I just feel disappointed. And well, I mean, as you should. You know, it's one of those players where you feel like he should have been on. He was. He might have been on the up and up, and everything was going smoothly, especially for a team that you you know, uh, you know, enjoy watching. And now this where it's not that the season hangs in the balance, but there's a lot of things in terms of like playoff positioning and things like that, that very well could because of it. Yeah. And to have such, you know, a high profile player. So, I mean, can you imagine if it was like Tom Brady, this happened to, or, you know, say if Peyton had still been playing or Drew Brees or, it's you know what I mean. It's it's so just it's just strange that he would go this route. And yeah. but given the way he's been in the off season alone, I mean, I guess it's not totally out of the question, but definitely just not something expected. No, uh, again, uh, the best thing I can say is just disappointment. I would have respected that position much more. Um, had he just kind of been more forthright and not danced around with the terminology that obviously was done to deflect from that. He's got his reasons. Maybe he, he feels like it's not anybody's business. That's okay. Come out and just say it. Hey, you know, that that's a personal decision. I'm not going to get into that with y'all. Fine. But just to present yourself as vaccinated and saying that you're immunized presents as such. Because uh, a lot of people view those terms as interchangeable. I, I get it. We can argue about that. But if you answer affirmative, yes, I'm immunized, you're clearly shaping that message as far as how you expect people to interpret that. And it's come back to bite him in the ass. Excuse me, come back to bite him in the ass a little bit. So just just disappointed. Um, I expected more out of him, and, and I expected better out of him, quite frankly. Uh, side note, speaking of being disappointed, um, God bless the Washington football team. A lot of disappointment there. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on them, uh, but I will say Taylor Heineke, uh, I know that you grew up a Packers fan. I'm glad you got to do the Lambeau leap, but can you make sure the touchdown counts next time before you do that? Just, just saying <laughs> fun memory. At least you'll have that from your time in green Bay. <laughs> oh my God. Dumpster fire. You got a kicker named blue it getting blocked all over the place. <laughs> I mean, the jokes write themselves. It's just incredible. <laughs> it really is. I, I, I was surprised at how he just line drives the kick, and I'm like, no, you can't. You, no. Certain field goals, you can't line drive nope. it because got big dudes are going to get their hands up, and that's going to be it. Nope. They're on it. I appreciate Heineke's moxie and you know willingness to throw himself out there and in the mix. Uh, and maybe, you know, there's criticisms with, with the play call, and they obviously have lost some personnel. Um, I'd be curious to see what the team was like with, you know, Logan Thomas and, you know, Samuel and, and et cetera. I mean, obviously, Gibson has the, the fractured shin. I mean, there's like a laundry list of problems. But, you know, every team has challenges to overcome, and they're just – they're not a good football team, you know. I didn't expect them to be great, but I thought they'd be – competitive good and they're just they're not good and they're not competitive 
They have moments. They have moments. But, man, they're a tough follow this year. They're a tough follow. Ugh, rough. Mark, I don't know. You got any, like, thoughts to button up the uh, the NFL stuff, whether that's uh, that exciting Chiefs-Giants game or the, I don't know, cherry pick whatever you want? No, I mean, I think I'll just I would quickly say uh, to me, uh, you know, I had a good handful of people reaching out to me being like, hey, at least, you know, I hope you, you know, got to enjoy, you know, that the Giants game was at least close. Yeah, it was close in score, but I mean, it was still a pretty incredibly ugly game on on both teams. And I, I would more so say, you know, that's obviously for this season it should be much more of a concern for you know Chiefs fans. You know, it, it all <laughs> yes. pretty well pretty well spells itself out. I mean, they're they're just turning the ball over too much, still too many penalties. Um, Mahomes just doesn't look like he's as, as comfortable uh, reading the field and 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 taking shots as, as um, he has been in the past. Um, can they turn it around? Of course. When you have a team that's that talented, you know they can. But it's if they had played a better team and played the way they played, they'd have gotten shellacked. You know, they, if they played a, you know, say they played a healthy Green Bay with Rodgers at the helm, the same way they they played the Giants, they'd have gotten knocked around the field. So, um, you know, Giants, you know. Still uh, struggling a whole lot with you know not not enough healthy players, and and I'm getting you know fairly frustrated with Daniel Jones, but uh, it's a rough team right now. So uh, you know I'm gonna keep on watching and rooting. I'll never not be a Giants fan. That's for damn sure. But uh, it's 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 not a great watch right now. But Chiefs, yeah, they got the dub, but they can't feel good about that game. No. They certainly shouldn't. <laughs> Their fourth straight game with two or more turnovers. Mahomes. Uh, that was his seventh straight game with it with at least one interception, and he's got ten picks this year. I mean, it, that was an ugly win, and yeah. for as bumpy as that 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 game, you know, was. I mean, the Giants had some opportunity, uh, even late. They had opportunity there, and just some of the sacks that that Jones, or excuse me, that uh, Danny Dimes took, just rough. But the Chiefs absolutely could have taken an L in that. You know, yep. uh, I mean, th- that team, if you're a Chiefs fan, woo, you're in for uh, you're in for some drama over the rest of this year because that team is not right. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they got a lot of things they got to figure out. They got a lot they got to figure out. That is for damn. That's for damn sure. Just rough. So hey, we're just going to uh, zip through. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm still surprised that the Patriots, I, don't, I mean, I, maybe I expected too much out of Herbert and the Chargers. Probably should have known better. So the Patriots handled uh, handled them yet again. Uh, Herbert had kind of a rough day, um, but uh, kudos to the Pats for getting that with Don. Uh, Bills kind of won a little bit of an ugly fest with the Dolphins, twenty six eleven. What a weird score! Uh, the Eagles absolutely annihilated the Lions. Uh, by the way, the teams with the most zero and eight starts in the two thousands, you can probably guess that one of them is the Detroit Lions, uh, two thousand one, yeah. two thousand eight, two thousand twenty one. Uh, the other two are the Bengals and the Browns, man. Uh, they have two apiece. So I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just odd to me, man. Uh, I did. I had forgotten that Dan Campbell, by the way, <laughs> he was a tight end on the, on the first Owen 16 team. And it's beginning to look like he's going to be the coach of the first Owen 17 team. <laughs> Can you imagine like, right? Think about the statistical, you know, 
I, I don't know what the pro- the probability is that you would play on an Owen sixteen team and coach an Owen seventeen team, right? Like what what is the probability of that? I mean, just it, it has to be just about just about the same as winning the damn Mega Millions of the Powerball. I was like, about to say pretty astronomical. Just <laughs> ridiculous, man. Uh, but I gotta say, like I know this is weird, man. I actually took the Lions. They were my one point upset pick in the in in the Pick'em League. I really thought they were gonna give the the Eagles a competitive game, and and oh my I god, I did too. They did, did not, too. dude. Just a destruction, man. Kudos to the Eagles for beating the absolute shit out of the the Lions. It's like but, they just walked up there, like bitch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just that's just slaughtering them. I mean the Seahawks beat the crap out of the Jags. But the Eagles absolutely annihilated the Lions. I mean, that was just grotesque, you know. And, and yeah, the Ram. I mean, the Rams beat the, the the bejesus out of the Texans. The score doesn't tell you how bad that game was. The game was thirty-eight to nothing, thirty-eight to bagel, thirty-eight to donut, and they went in and were like, "Stafford, you've had. You're good, man. Go ahead and have a seat." You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Um, but just uh, yeah, just 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 a mess, man. Uh, just a mess. So. Mark, I, I don't know. You and I, I think, are in for some rough fandom over the back half of the season, dude. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the, the NFC East, so, you know, I, I at least have uh, – I got the Packers I can pull for. Uh, do you have an official second team, or do you – what do you do? Um, I would I, – I don't know that I would say in the same way that you do that I've had one consistently, but I would say – just out of you know a neutral team that I probably enjoy watching and rooting for the most right now, uh, so more so just I enjoy watching. I I can't really claim to be a fan, or if you know they go you know super far that I would be like I've been this team all along. But I, I love this Bills team. I I, I think uh, and I, I've, I've enjoyed their for you. I've, en- I've enjoyed their rise the last few years. The fans obviously are hysterical and ridiculous with the tables and everything. Um, I love the way that they rallied around Josh Allen when. Um, was it uh, one of his parents passed away or grandma? Uh, grandmother. Grandmother, that's right. Mm-hmm. And and so, I mean, you know, lo- the team is so loyal to the fans. The fans are so loyal to the team, and you love to see that. And uh, I remember I really enjoyed, uh, I think it was a Thursday night game that they won, and they were just uh, interviewing Alan and a few other guys after the game. And you could just tell, like, they just have fun with each other. They're being goofy, being silly, yeah. talking about gaming and different things, and saying Josh was garbage on the sticks and uh, <laughs> at Madden. And, and I don't know. Just, just there's a lot of stuff like there. And I'm not even talking about their play right now, but, I mean, yeah. obviously Alan has super impressed, I think, just about everybody uh, with how quickly he's risen over the last couple of years. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they continue to be set up pretty damn well for uh, you know, for the rest of the year and next couple of years. They can keep that team together. Uh, I'll be curious to see how far they can go. Yeah, that, I would be absolutely, you know, I, I would be totally cool, man. Like, in, unless it's, uh, you know, against Green Bay, for example. You know what I mean? I'd love to see the Bills make the run, man. I, 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 got a, I work with a bunch of Bills fans. I know a bunch of Bills, which is so weird. Uh, to me that I know so many people that are like legitimate like long-term Bills fans I don't mean like they're fandom this year but but I mean like long-term Bills fans it's just odd to me but I know several but that would be a great story you know what I'm saying like yeah when you when you talk about teams that rebuild or, or figure it out or put it together how sweet would it be for Bills fans and look it was it was a hell of an accomplishment going to four straight that that's an incredible thing to do but they did lose all four, right? Like, how nuts would they be? 
how nuts would that victory parade be? How nuts would that fan base be if they actually won the damn Super Bowl? Uh, it'd be incredible, and, I mean, and 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 yeah, they've they've you know I to me I always say for for any fandom I don't even if I hate a team I don't enjoy seeing like any team really on any level in this in the complete cellar like it's just not fun to me to see because you, you just think about that team that their fans everything I mean like you know right now for Lions fans like. What what do you do? I mean, it's obviously they've suffered for a damn long time oh uh, in the locker room. What 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 is it like? I mean, yeah, I don't know. So I, I don't enjoy seeing anything, any team or fandom in the cellar. Um, they've never recovered from firing Jim Caldwell, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they haven't. I, I mean, they no, I, I get it. And and dude, I mean, I I, I was uh, I think it was with uh, Donkey I was talking about recently, like what our favorites uh, recent like non. Uh, player that's not on our own team, do we like missing in the NFL the most? And and for me personally, I said a beast mode. I, I don't know. It's just it's still a weird NFL without without Lynch. Uh, I miss him, but uh, I would say right outside of that, to me, probably both Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders are yeah. really high on my list. And you think about how. I will never not respect the fact that they said, you know what? I just don't want to punish my body more. Is that I'm taking it on upon myself to retire early. But the fact that both of those players were lions, and I mean, two of the absolute greatest, in my opinion, Calvin Johnson was my favorite wide receiver to ever watch in the league. Uh, just, just absolutely did things that made no sense, um, and, and just a athletic freak of nature. Um, it's got to be rough that, you know, they know that's, you know, they didn't get to see as much out of them as they could have. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that's always rough. And, uh, uh, cause we're in th- tail ends and I, I want to give a quick, really funny story that relates, but it's going to take a twist. Um, that's, uh, through my job, I was recently talking to, um, uh, a user who, uh, wanted to banter a little bit at the end and I found that they were from New York. And so they were asking about my, my sports fandom and uh, told them that I was a, a uh, well, first, I, I don't know, I think I told them about uh, being a, like Buffalo was kind of like my secondary uh, team mm-hmm. outside of the Giants. And I talked about uh, my favorite segment ever from ESPN will always be when, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Kenny Maine. When Kenny Maine mm-hmm. used to do the NFL segment and did one in Buffalo with Marshawn Lynch and they, they were at... Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings because mm-hmm. Marshawn made it clear like how much he just kind of hated being in Buffalo it was like there's nothing to do but you know what I love I love being a B Dubs or sorry not B Dubs uh, Dave and Buster's yeah. and they would let him back behind the bar to make drinks and he just he absolutely loved it like he hated everything else about it but he was like but I have fun here and clearly they loved having him there and the Dave and Buster's who wouldn't and it was fantastic it's hysterical um, but uh, then I told the guy about uh, me being a Mets fan. And the guy was like, oh, that's interesting. He's like, I got some some pretty uh, random cool thing I can tell you about, which is that he uh, he got to be like a security guard at uh, Shea for a long time, uh, old Mets stadium. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't – I still – I could – I didn't understand exactly what his job was within this one part. But he said that for the most part, he just stood in the broadcasting booth uh, behind Ralph Kiner, who's a longtime famous Mets announcer. And he was like, and I can even give you a piece of uh, inside information that nobody else would know about without having been in there. But uh, Ralph was known to be uh, a big drinker. He loved to drink. And he said at a certain point, like within his uh, time being a security guard in the booth, 
um, that uh, the like management gave Kiner a rule that he couldn't start drinking until the seventh inning. <laughs> <laughs> because, because because otherwise dude would start slurring his words and get way too sloshed way too early in the game so they're like all right no more of this you got to wait till the seventh inning then you can get started <laughs> like, that's, that's pretty fantastic i definitely had never heard that before and you know where would you but that's uh that's amazing yeah, yeah man they, they need the seventh inning stretch that dude out right yeah like, yeah exactly. come on man yeah <laughs> that's a hoot that's funny uh, by the way, uh, I will say uh, pr- probably my my fail of the week goes to the refs for flagging DK Metcalf for jumping up and hugging the goalpost. Man, F O H, y'all! That is a lame ass damn penalty. Yeah, it is. Chill uh, out, y'all. Morons. Chill out. If DK Metcalf wants to dry hump the goalpost, let that dude go. <laughs> Great. He just gave it a hug, man. He was happy to be in the end zone. Come on, y'all. I've seen worse shit on TikTok. Chill out. Jesus. Out. <laughs> anyway, all right. There's all kinds of crap we didn't get to, but we're just not going to get to it. So save it next week. <laughs> I don't save it for whenever. That's fine. <laughs> save it for for whenever. Save it for never. Todd's going to be like, damn, y'all, you didn't play any songs. You didn't get stupid. You didn't get ridiculous. No, not really. <laughs> Sometimes that happens, man. You'll live. Uh, we, we did forget to wish Todd a happy birthday. So, you know what? Well, let's go ahead and wish. That's right. Todd. Shannon's already gone, man. He's already passed out or asleep or on the floor or whatever he is. <laughs> Too much GBS, I guess. Yeah, he's probably on the floor. Yeah, he's probably on the floor. Well, hopefully he's not on the floor with IBS from the GBS. You know what I'm saying? That's Very kind true. Of, that's kind of a rough way to go. But, uh, Todd, let me, we had a great time hanging out at your house in the backyard, enjoying some beverages. Thank you very much for the hospitality. It was excellent, as always. And I'm glad I could show up uh, slightly late, but show up in time for you to, like, yell at me randomly in my face. Uh, that, that was lots of fun. Before you got there, he was fucking pissed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he like, would not stop until, and then when he finally showed up, he was like, "Okay, I'll be nice now." Yeah, no, I, I was gonna show up, man. I just had to balance out some other stuff for the day. That's all. Jeez, God bless Todd. And I even brought my own beer. <laughs> what was it that we learned, Randy? All the 2018 Hardywood was trash. Yes, <laughs> indeed, we did learn that. We did learn that. <laughs> Should have consumed that earlier. There were lessons there. Look, it's great to buy good beer and keep it for down the road, but at some point, you need to go ahead and just drink the crap. Right? Yep. Stuff just goes bad, dude. Or it's just not as good. I mean, them's the breaks. So, we had a good time. But, I, all kidding aside, I do want to thank you for the hospitality. And we certainly do, do wish you a happy birthday. I, I hope it was excellent. Uh, what was it? The big four nine next year is 50. Oh my God. Next year we'll get you some depends and maybe a Walker or something. (laughs) (laughs) We'll sign you up for the, the end drip special. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure Amazon has a subscribe and save (laughs) for butt leak and end drip. We'll get them for you, bro. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) Just remember, man. (laughs) Much like, much like Whitfield's failed tour for, for the for the strip club DJ. Be careful. Once you get your depends, 
be careful how you push it, bro. You don't know which end or which hole it may come out of. So do your man kegels or something. But until then, <laughs> from all of us to all of you, all kidding aside, Todd, you know we love you. Thanks again for the hospitality. We had an excellent evening uh, chilling in the backyard with the fire pit with some friends and some tasty beverages. And from all of us to all of you, may your weekend not be filled with Illinois and Penn State non-overtime debacles of hell. <laughs> may it be some good games, some good football. Uh, and Whitfield, <laughs> Whitfield inadvertently self-suspended because he wasn't here tonight. <laughs> Much like Clay Aiken, Whitfield is invisible. Oh, that's what a few of those. Uh, there is a "that's what she said" comment that Shannon would drop regarding. I'm sorry that he's not here, but those are the breaks. Anyway, all right. From all of us, all of you, have a great weekend. Thanks for putting up with us, making it this far. If you actually happen to uh, enjoy the sports, NBA time, NHL time, NFL time. Enjoy it. Peace out. Good night now. Mark's great to catch up. Randy, good to see you. Get some rest. We'll catch up next week. From all of us to all of you, good night now. Woo! See ya. Woo! Later, Gators. A <laughs> <laughs> little sloppy at the end. I'll, <laughs> I'll clean it up, though. I'll try. <laughs> and, and this, this, might be the, this might be the fewest sound bites and sound or anything that we've ever done. I Probably, think we, yeah. I think we, we mainly, got a little heavy early. I think we mainly talked our whole way through this thing. That's unbelievable. <laughs> well, that whole the whole thing with the rugs. Rugs really got brought, maybe got brought a little too early. Yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot, yeah. McGuffin. Shut the fuck up, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> but anyway, all right. <laughs> Get some rest, gents. We'll see Is you next there. week. All right. Later, guys. Peace out. Sleep Bye. All right.